Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And today, uh, it is my great pleasure to bring you an awesome chat with the current Lights Class Supercross champion himself, Jay Wilson. Uh, Jay is, I don't know, maybe one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, he is a guy that has experienced all the ups and all the downs of racing. Uh, won a world title as a as a um, as a junior, Australia's first ever world champion, and then was sort of just expected to to go and kill it in uh, the seniors. And he has, but it sort of hasn't gone as easy as I guess anyone would hope their career has gone. Um, his younger brother D almost died in 2015, which is the same year that Jay ended up winning his first senior championship. Um, he then went to Europe, which was a disaster. He missed the birth of his child, um, which he had at 22. So there's a lot of, um, I I think the thing I took away the most is like most people would have quit if they went through what Jay, um, you know, has been through in his, you know, career as like a super young dude. Um, but yeah, he ended up winning the championship and the Supercross championship last year. Um, and just, I guess, getting that redemption. Um, it's an amazing story, super nice dude, um, and I'm uh, stoked we got to get it done right before he defends his championship, which is kicking off in Brisbane October 12 next Saturday night, um, which we will be in attendance for. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the legends at MX Store. Uh, you can go to mxstore.com.au. Pretty sure Jay does some stuff with those guys too, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I will be doing another trip to MX Store before I race the Transmoto in Stroud for the last event. So I'll be uh, doing my little uh, pre-event MX Store stop. Uh, we actually we had someone comment on our YouTube channel the other day that said MX Store has the fastest shipping on planet Earth. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's an ad from uh, one of the Gypsy Gang, not even from me. Uh, those dudes kill it. So head to mxstore.com.au or you can go into their showroom in Burley. Uh, you can find all of the information on their website. Uh, secondly, just got to give a shout out to all of the lords at Rival Inc. You can head to rivalincdesignco.com and you can get anything sticker related for your bike, jersey, helmets, the whole deal. Um, you can also use the code Gypsy Gang or Gypsy Tales, and that's going to give you 15% off your entire order, uh, which is a massive saving on uh, on a graphic kit. That's a uh, full graphics kit, the whole deal. They they definitely don't come cheap with the materials. Um, so yeah, 15% will definitely help you out. Uh, the 2020 bike's coming out, so if you've got a new bike, it is time to stick it that bad girl up with uh, Rival Inc. Also, just got to give a massive shout out to the guys at the Nobby Nation. Uh, Nobby.com is where you go. You sign up. It's $20 a month. You get a fresh pair of Deadly Duds every month. A uh, little Christmas present I'm wearing. Uh, right now, I'm wearing... I think I'm wearing this month's... I got lost because I opened to it at the same time because I was away. Uh, but they've got the, this pretty rad little shark design, which I'm, I'm into. Um, yeah, it's it's... 
it's definitely cool seeing what they come up with like every single month they're just churning out these really cool uh unique designs and as always still getting a bunch of uh bunch of dms from people saying that they've signed up and uh they're not disappointed which uh i don't think you could be um so yeah thank you very much to everybody for listening you can head over to our instagram at gypsy tales podcast you can also subscribe to our youtube channel um which is gypsy tales podcast as well on youtube and if you're feeling generous leave us a cheeky little five star itunes review uh that definitely helps us out as well appreciate all of your time thank you for listening and uh thank you to jay wilson for coming in and sharing uh his pretty amazing story jay wilson (laughs) the champ is in the building what's happening bro not much man just uh thought i'd pop in and have a chat it's yeah, uh, a little a, bit nervous but i'm excited little drive by eh? <laughs> yeah uh burley crew so uh yeah thought i'd come in you so you were running in your race bike today eh? yeah running in the race bikes uh doing a shakedown on them so it was pretty cool How, um, how's that thing feeling yeah they're solid uh, i mean going off last year you know we, we were pretty late getting that bike i raced it at coolum uh nationals and it was a standard bike and um we didn't do a lot of work you know we did some airbox mods and a pipe and fuel and we were good to go race and that's why i won the championship on last year you know so we've had a year to develop the bike and it's uh I, i'm i'm impressed man we're uh, picking up some good numbers on it but just overall it's it's the strongest 250 i've rode so uh i'm excited to get racing and uh yeah it the bikes it, i'm i'm loving it <laughs> that's sick it feels like um yamaha's got by far the best 250 at the moment which it sort of was like it was like it was cowie for a long time and then it was kdm and now it's yamaha and i mean and i feel like in the 250 class being on the team with the best bike is actually a really big advantage yeah i mean uh, i mean at coolum last year in australia you know where you can do it on on a good bike you know like you can do it on a standard bike that's got fuel and or even even on a standard bike i proved that at coolum uh, last year I won a moto on, moto on a standard bike. So, and was um, it full standard like type? Yeah, uh, we had Acropovic pipe because of the GYTR yeah, um, package. Okay. But yeah. Um, yeah, we had race race fuel and a standard pipe, and just chuck my forks and bars on it. So, um, you know, you can do that, um, yeah. but it just makes it a little bit uh, easier to do it for a longer distance, uh, having a bit more power, and obviously takes the stress off on the start a little bit as well. But is that like the only difference you reckon for a factory bike? Like, what that weekend you race corn? What are you missing? Uh, just time really we just didn't have time on the bike and oh, but when you ride it like compared like a stock bike like that bike you race compared to like a full-blown factory bike like what are you sitting there going like fuck i wish it had this uh that just more time really for testing like yeah. suspension that was the biggest thing because we went from a an old fra- uh, we went to a new frame the 2020 bike changed so much you know so i just didn't have time on it and um suspension was probably the biggest thing like if the bike handles good then you're pretty good all the bikes are pretty competitive out of the box you know the japanese and they spend so much money and time developing these bikes and that's one of the things i uh, like i speak about at my coaching as well like the schools that i run is that mini bike parents they spend so much money and invest so much money in all this sort of stuff you know but as a junior i didn't you speak to todd borders he didn't have a lot of stuff as a junior yeah i mean my dad was always like well when you can ride that thing and it's got nothing left then we'll get a pipe yeah i just had standard bikes as a junior and um that's the thing that the the japanese spend so much time and money developing these bikes they're good from 
the package like from yeah. from the base you know so um they're a good starting point for us but we don't even adventure too far from the the base setting you know like we just try to make it a little bit more rider friendly um in our area like the area for me um mm. you know like they are a solid package and the yamaha have done an awesome job developing this new bike and you can see that uh, how solid it is at the moment and uh even in america the star bikes man they're impressive so um we're we're solid at the moment i feel like we've got a good package and we're just ready to go racing yeah did, did you feel like you guys had much of an off season for supercross because it feels like in over here people don't start riding supercross straight away i feel like aussies actually do get a bit of an off season right yeah i mean it's pretty pretty chilled season for us i wish in a way that we sort of smashed through races. our racing a little bit easier so then we did actually have proper time oh, off yeah, but yeah. um and it's easier to stay fitter and healthier well not healthier but easier to maintain your fitness when you are constantly racing because mm. you know you come home you got to recover that week and then you ramp it up for a week but then you're going into a race like if you're just going race to race like no uh, that was the thing that i used to speak to josh coppins about racing gps and all the gp guys they don't ride a whole lot through the week because they're race they're, they're riding race program, they're riding yeah. so much on the weekends so um for us it's a little bit difficult like that and then you throw a seven week break in there it's it's a little bit difficult and hard that, to stay that motivated is weird that, that they do that like i mean i'm sure there's a reason why but like <clears throat> it does seem quite strange to have that much of a break yeah when guys are like there's momentum because like as an I, athlete, I think like, the I think the thing that they try to like sell it to us is that like for the uh, the privateers to save money up and they can go again for the second half of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not really sure on the whole reasoning of it. Um, you know, I, I understand it's good to have that break, but maybe not for that long. Yeah. But it is what it is. You know, we've all got to deal with it, and um, yeah, it's it's it is what it is. I just if that's what I've got got to do, I've yeah, got to do. So, everyone, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly and that's uh with supercross i mean going from motocross into supercross i had three weeks off um it was hard to keep me off the bike for that long like i was wanting to go straight away but i had to be smarter about it you know and even in that um, mid-season break i was quite sick in the season so i just had to have a little bit of time off at the start of that mid-season break mm. purely because i've got a long season ahead of me the the next like two years and next year is going to be uh quite full on for me as well and that's what we looked at at the start of the year tried to plan out mm. when my breaks were going to be and actually taking the opportunity to have that time off because go from uh, when we start supercross here i've got two weekends off and then through supercross season then two weekends after the final round i go to america to race five the first five rounds of the american supercross so it's going to be like quite intense but uh then once we finish that we roll back into our australian motocross championship and i have yeah. to come back and get ready for that so it's going to be quite intense and i have to just try to be a bit smarter with capitalizing on those uh those gain uh, those breaks that i get to have yeah and uh also spend some time with the family yeah you're you're one of like the the real thinking guys of like we we're joking about it the other day like that you're <laughs> the an overthinker. overthinker yeah, yeah. but like you do really think about stuff and you do plan your racing out and it's like have you always been like that do you think or is that something that's come recently or uh i think probably just the people that i surround myself with um yeah, that misty's pretty onto shit right yeah, yeah yeah misty's solid with that stuff and she understands how i work and she knows i need to have a break and i'm not the type of person that just needs to ride five seven days a week you know i, yeah. I, I don't work like that i need to actually have downtime and enjoy life um so it's very important for me to actually 
chill out a little bit yeah. and have time away from riding a motorbike i feel like sometimes like i've been sick and i'll turn up to a race and i'll win it you know like going into gimpy i didn't ride for two weeks yeah. leading into gimpy and then won that that national um but it's just uh i've got to be smart with that stuff and i've got a good group of people around me like um dealing like with mike ward and josh coppins like i've got the best people around me that i believe in and it's just we try to be on top of it and um i believe in what they put in front of me and if they've got a plan then i'll um run with it you're one of the dudes like i was thinking about it before you come on you're you're one of the guys in the industry that like people seem to be super loyal to and there is a lot of it's the nature of the industry like i think when people chop and change it's not as much it's not like it's a reflection on them as like they suck or they're bad or whatever but that's the way the industry generally works whereas you're sort of the opposite like you've really had like the same circle for like a long ass time yeah i mean like it's got to speak to you as a person like that there's got to be a reason why that you know what i mean yeah i mean it's i don't know how long i got this job for you know like i got to appreciate every moment that i have with it and um make the most of it and you know they don't have to take, uh, send me to go racing they don't yeah. like that what gains to a lot of the you know like look at gavin eels for example he invests a lot of his own money into that team um he doesn't have to do that but he loves it and he chooses to do it so it's cool um yeah. for those sort of people like josh coppins as well like i'm those guys have had my back for such a long time and i have my own little group i guess inside of a a group of like a team yeah, so yeah. like i have we call it like t- uh, team six so yeah. like um i have that little group that i'm like quite close with and i don't really venture too far out but um yeah i don't know i just i try to appreciate everything and be thankful for everything that i, I get you know because who knows when this is gonna yeah. be over and i could have to go like I, I at some point i'm gonna have to go get a nine five job like that's reality you know and i just i try to enjoy it as much as possible and like i said be be th- yeah people. yeah just and just enjoy it like that's the thing be thankful for what people are doing and um just show appreciation for yeah. it so yeah because like with even with jats and dad it's like they've just got a thing and yeah. it works and that's like you you know jats doesn't want to step too far outside of that it's like that's he's got that circle yeah and you're another dude that's like that yeah i think you just you build a little group that you you can trust and um it's like family for me i guess like it's it's a i've got a little group that i can bounce things off and um they have uh opinions on what i should do and i always like with wardy and josh you know i'm i'm always speaking to them what they think and um they have their uh, my best interest at hand and um i believe in what they're saying you know so like there's always times when i'm calling up josh and asking him questions and what he thinks i should do and they've been a massive part in putting this american deal together for me as well and you know well like 12 oh, when we won the supercross championship that was what i wanted to do and that was something i was quite vocal about to them um wanting to race supercross and i always thought i had to go the european route to get to america yeah but i don't have to do that that was just what i created was that that's the path i have to take because i saw chad do it i saw all those those guys do it and um yeah i just I was quite vocal to them that that's what I wanted to do. And uh, at the Supercross last year, we thought we needed 12 months just to actually sort it out and do it properly. And yeah. that's where we're at. And I've worked with that little group that I have um, with my wife as well. And we've just been putting this thing together to go to America. And that's like, that's the whole thing is that I just have that tight group 
group that I rely on, I guess, in a way. And yeah. I bounce things off and we work together and it's awesome. I wouldn't change it, you know. And I, I've been quite lucky to find the people yeah. earlier on in my career, I guess, to actually um, talk to talk to them and bounce things off. Was there, was there experiences that you had with other people that weren't very positive that then led you to like when you did find that group, you're like, okay, this is, you know, or because some people can get like burned and yeah. then they're like then they re- go like nah you know what no new friends this is the no nah, I, I think uh, I was just so like just I just lucky. wanted to do well as a kid so I was like just jumping at every opportunity and there was uh yeah I don't know I just I think I was so lost as a kid like I was like I'd, get, I'd see Todd at the track or like Mossy and all those guys at the track and I'd be like they're just doing laps so I'm just going to jump on the back of them and chase them and do, do laps as well and in 15 2015 when I um, I moved in uh, like rode with Josh Coppins and did a privateer deal out of a van and we won the championship I think I just learned so much about myself that year but also as a rider yeah. as an athlete um, he taught me so much about having structure in my program um, and I just I relied on him a lot because I went through a lot with my brother uh, having that accident in yeah. 15 at the start of the 15 Shout as well D, fucking mad, <laughs> so uh yeah he uh i just went through a lot with that and then um did he still rips actually <laughs> dude like we were running a school proper, yesterday and it just rips. yeah like we had a school yesterday um for school holidays and man just some of the stuff he does like he won't ride for a couple of months or he has hardly even ridden this year and then he just jumps on a bike and makes it so effortless he reminds it? me of wade hunter exactly so they're like, like the they just dude, so man. like they just make stuff happen and yeah. it just it pisses me off because like i feel like i have to work so hard to be good at stuff and like petite uh, what is that like critique yeah like to make things right yeah, like yeah. do it properly i have to work so hard to do that and they'll just watch it once and they'll just do it and i'm just like man that annoys the crap out of that's me that's what Maddie's <laughs> like that's just little brothers dude yeah. there's something about little brothers because Wade Hunter he's the little brother yeah, yeah. then D's the little brother mm-hmm. Maddie's the little brother yeah. like I don't know what and it no is. stress as well like they're just they're so Crazy, chilled yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, I've always wondered what the deal is with that because like Maddie's always been that with me and yeah. like I was always the dude that even when it comes to like dad I'd be like fucking rah, rah. like I'd be arguing with dad and yeah. he'd just sit there in the corner even though he thinks the same as what I thought yeah, he yeah. wouldn't say nothing and then like he never gets in trouble for anything <laughs> even though like he thinks oh, all I the think same he's shit. like the little redhead kid anyway he gets yeah. quite fired up and uh, <laughs> especially after the accident man he gets fired up sometimes really? so, yeah just did he, did he change a bit from the accident yeah, at the start or oh man he was sort of a mess from the start of that thing you know like in the impact on the brain that he had was just when when was that it was a while ago first round in 2015 so yeah uh, at horsham 2015 uh second moto uh i think he finished second or third in the first moto and then got a bad start and just come through on the first lap and just panicked i think and threw it up into the mud uh, jumped off a single and just head first and yeah he was in a bad state there for a while and uh yeah he he was lucky to pull through and um so what year was that 15 yeah so that was the same year you won the championship yeah yeah fuck what kind of effect did that have on you mentally yeah i mean that that's probably the biggest thing that having josh wardy and then meeting my wife that year you know misty um that was probably the biggest mentors and best thing for me that time you know like because I'd won the New Zealand motocross championship. So I'd been in New Zealand with Josh. And then after winning that, that, he was like, well, I'll help you out to do Australia. So that deal come together. And then D had his accident. 
I just was like, I didn't even know if I was going to turn up to round two. That's what I was wondering. Man. Yeah. Like, it'd be and pretty r- fucking heavy. Yeah. So round two was at Appen and I didn't even know. Like I was, I wasn't, the last thing on my mind was riding a motorbike. I yeah. Was, D was in a coma. I was by his bedside in ICU and we just, yeah, it was tough times for the family and uh, luckily that I had a good, like good people in my corner, you know, like Josh was, Josh and Wardy would get the bikes ready and um, Wardy had the bikes go back home got the bikes ready and it was just totally up to me so whether I turned up or not they were going to be there or, that's cool and the bikes were going to be ready and we'll we'll go fight so um, and they were real cool and they just they understood where I was at yeah. and just no pressures just if you you want to race be here and for me it was they wouldn't want me to miss that you know yeah. so um, and luckily we did it and he pulled through and we won the championship and did it as a team you know and d was such a big part of that championship as well coming to the track through me uh, in that second half of the season he was coming to the practice track with me and helping me out and yeah they just uh, it's hard to sort of explain what they were doing but like it was just it made me be at ease a little bit not thinking like as the season was going on and i was not riding because i was helping d out or yeah we weren't at home like we spent nearly two months in melbourne you know because d was in hospital down there and like i just i didn't have bikes or anything down there at the start and then finally i started doing a little bit of riding down there but they just like just kept telling me that i'd done the work and that what will be will be you know like and that Mm. that's how i turned up and ended up tying for the overall at round two you know and then sort of once things probably slowed down a little bit and d got back home that's sort of when i went into my slump a little bit started to realize what was actually going on and things got a bit on top of me um yeah because like in the in the hospital stage it's quite surreal eh? yeah i mean you don't really doesn't feel normal does it no but then when you get someone home and they're like fucked up and you know all the stuff that they would do and their normal routine and then you see somebody that's like that far from what they used to be like is that when it really sets in yeah and i think just like I was it was a it was the whole thing was like a nightmare happening yeah. you know so I like I didn't really know what was happening when we were down there and it was just like I was taking it day by day and that's how it was and yeah I, I don't know just when we got home things we were back as a family but like it was like where are we at now you know like mm. what's going to happen from here how's he gonna recover from this you know like he did awesome you know like they said six months after his accident he shouldn't have been able to walk or talk and I think it was six uh, six weeks or something after his accident, nearly two months after the accident, whatever it was, but he walked out of the hospital and they just could not believe what he'd done, you know, like from the injury that he sustained. And, yeah, he just... Uh, it's a little bit hard. Like, you know, he was he was always the fiery redhead mm-hmm. kid, you know, like that's just what we always sort of act, uh, like taking him as, you know, but it's good. He's got fire in him. Um, but the anger stuff is like it's... I think from that injury is mm. like it, the, the brain's taken such a big impact and that area of the brain is it plays with the emotions and stuff yeah. like that and yeah it's just you sort of we never have dealt with that sort of stuff so we didn't really know what yeah. the recovery side of things was and we didn't really have any guidance we were just winging it you know so and he was at the point where he's he just wanted to ride a motorbike again like he didn't care like he didn't yeah. know anything that had happened you know we'd been through it all and he hadn't been like yeah he wasn't aware that makes sense yeah so he was getting frustrated when we got back home and just trying to get back into normal life and then like all the shoes had to be lined up in a perfect line like his color his cupboard was like 
color coordinated really? the whole way through like shades of white and, and he wasn't like that before no like he had a little bit in him but like, like just he's just like one of those kids that like to be clean and just yeah that's it you know like made his bed perfect every morning or whatever but like when yeah, he got I home don't, you don't pick him as that <laughs> dude, eh? but no he was like yeah real gnarly when we got home but the best thing for him was coming to the track with me because yeah, he was right. such a help and he just he loved being a part of it again so um yeah he, he's doing well you know he's got a normal job now and he just loves to come out and help do some coaching um, yeah and just <laughs> anyone that knows d knows yeah. what he's like he's just in for a good time and uh yeah he loves it so Dude, it's cool it's crazy i got a concussion last week just like a mild concussion like yep. i've actually still have a pretty big lump <laughs> on the side of my head but like i didn't think anything of it and i've had a couple of concussions racing um but this was from training yeah. and i got hit in the head and then i was fine i kept training and then like a few hours later i was angry dude. Yeah, yeah. like fucking so <laughs> angry and like i went home and i was like fucking losing it yeah and then i it just hit me i was like dude you've got a concussion yeah d was like a ticking time bomb man it was some days that was just like it was some days you were just like man we got to stay away because it's just gonna explode but he's done well to recover yeah. and he's been uh he's made massive gains and he's lucky to be here now you know so we've got to be very thankful for that yeah and, um yeah he's just it's, enjoying life but yeah concussions man are just it's crazy so how they work hey yeah. and like imagine if you know i'm saying that is like something mild yeah let alone like the trauma that his brain went through like yeah. it's full on a eh, when you think about it yeah yeah and i mean like Jai roberts had that accident uh, earlier in the year um he won the first round of the nationals and he had quite a bad brain injury you know and to see him at Coolum walking around and seeing where he's at you know it's pretty impressive to see what you know the motocross industry I, I guess the doctors don't really see where how fit we are and yeah um, how much we can recover like how well we can recover you know so because um, motivation's got to be huge yeah right? like yeah i mean you person, look at look at luke george for example yeah. like what he come back from even gibbsy you know they've all had big head knocks and man they've they've recovered and but they're gnarly. I yeah. don't. I don't like head knocks, and I don't want to mess with them. Dude, Man. I was. I was on the landing when LG went down. Yeah, and like I was there through the whole process of that, and mm-hmm. fuck, that rattled me. Eh, like it was pretty yeah. full on. Yeah, it's scary to see. I, I actually went. It was like still when I was doing MX daily, mm-hmm. and I actually went and was like filmed his first ride back and yeah, stuff yeah. like that like even how fast that motherfucker can still ride like it's crazy eh? yeah he's just making a killing down in uh newcastle they're just coaching now but plus man. he's got that beef jerky oh that <laughs> yeah. jerky company yeah 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 he's so killing it 101 jerky or something he so, was yeah. always like uh, did you ever hang around him that oh much? just a little I've, i went and rode his place when i was a junior and then um obviously heard stories from mike ward and stuff yeah. and just dude just he was always it. like the most like penny pinching dude like <laughs> everything that he did and yeah. then the that he's doing like business and stuff like he's just a little mogul eh? yeah, like yeah. he's always been that but guy. you wouldn't even know he's down there riding but he his coaching business would be successful man like yeah. he he's always got so many numbers down there but it's good on him he's he's done something as well and um away from just racing you know it's, yeah. it's cool um but i actually saw what year maybe 2012 or 13 i think i saw him race like a club day down that way down near newcastle and mossy and that were there and he led a like whole shot and led for three laps pulled off because he had arm pump and like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of those guys lose the speed it's nah. just more doing it for the distance yeah. you know but 
It was cool. It was cool. Dude, the the battles between like Luke and Matt were like yeah. That's some of like maybe the best battles in Australian motorcross. Yeah, I mean that's when I was starting to like take notice. I was still quite young then, and I was taking notice in the national stuff. And then you throw Simmons in there as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's right. That was Ty's first year pro. Yeah, they were. Uh, there was it was on yeah. every race was a dog fight, and they took it down to the wire. And um, yeah, that that was that was some good racing. Do, what do you like? when you think about those races and like that era of dudes Mm -hmm. and then you think about now like do you think the racing's as good now or do you think that like because everything sort of it goes in waves you know like you see it in america you see it everywhere like europe right now is just Mm -hmm. like killing it like they sort of had a lull after everts and it sort of seems like it's really on its way back up now and it's like do you where do you think like the aussie scene is at the moment Oh, I think you look at motocross nations on the weekend. Though they were the underdog team, and I think Australia's always classed the underdog team. And we don't really get much hype, but we're always solid. Like we're, it's you. We had those two bike failures in the last motor at motocross nations. We we're podium guys, man. Like they were it's crazy. Eh? With Duffy, seventeen years old, Webster, like just props to Webster from where he's come from. You know, he's done the privateer deal and then just kept at it when most kids didn't and he's on a factory deal now you know like here and in australia he's one of the nicest people yeah like such mo- down to earth kids you know like and, hands down and um you know they were solid they were they were in our a team i don't um you know but they, they, they was, were in the end weren't they, they were like, solid they, were they, they turned it, it on you know yeah. and they were impressive and uh, i think all those guys got a bright future you know and uh, duffy man he, he turned it on as besides that bike failure like he was catching osborne and those guys and he turned it on. He uh, he showed up to put on a show, and he did that. And just a bummer about the bike issue, but even Dean, you know, he's solid. You know, that yeah. that was a good team. And I think uh, if we didn't have those two two bike problems, we we're a, a top four, a podium team for sure. So. Yeah, dude, Regan, I I haven't I'd watched. Well, he come on my radar after Manjima. Yeah, because I I thought he was like an American dude that had come over, and yeah. I was like, I didn't. Cause I don't follow the Aussie moto stuff that heavy. Like yeah. it's like you guys and Jats and you know yeah, the yeah, guys yeah. that I know, but and obviously Todd. Um, <laughs> but I'm not really looking through. I'm definitely not looking at the under 19s, which yeah. I probably should look at a bit more. But um, I saw the Manjum up thing and I was like, oh, who's this dude? Like yeah. they bought over an American dude because his style, mm. it, like he's got a very legit style. Like he wouldn't look out of place anywhere. And then I watched him at Coolum and I was like, yeah, that kid's fucking legit. Yeah, man, he's been solid. He's uh, he's young as well, you know. He's Crazy um, young and a big dude too. Yeah, uh, he rides a 450 well. He's proved that. He won Manjum up and then obviously to do what he did at Motocross the Nation, I think he's... Um, Still to get six with a cartwheel too. He's pretty <coughs> solid in that qualifier. Yeah, um, he's just one of those sand kids from WA and yeah. same with Webster. Same with Kyle, yeah. yeah. So they, they've got talent over there. It's just trying to get them over here, you know. That's that's thing sort of east coast west coast a little bit like we're separated a little bit but um yeah i think duffy's got a bright future ahead of him he he can turn it on and uh he's still got a lot of learning to do obviously he's still young you know but um as he matures and he's i think he's got a bright future ahead of him that's for sure uh i like our chances at an a next year to get on the podium i think that that's definitely like if todd's healthy Mm-hmm. Um, he's a dude that would kill it at that track because yeah. I was talking to him yesterday about it and he said that it's a lot like Penguin remember mm-hmm. Penguin in Tasmania yeah. and obviously Todd goes really well there yeah, yeah, yeah. you got Dean then whoever is going to sort of well we could have Jet 
or yeah um, i mean you look hunter. at hunter it's just we've got international we've got a bright future in uh heading internationally i think yeah. um i think they're starting to look back into australia for our riders again um obviously jet and hunter they've done well jed mitch there's a lot of guys over it, it is pretty gnarly isn't so it? um that it's it's probably a little bit quiet we don't hear a lot about it but yeah um yeah i think those younger guys and then i think there's a fair few other kids going overseas next year as well you know and like i think wilson todd might be going over there and a few other boys so yeah um i think it's it's solid for australia it's it's a good thing seeing these guys go internationally again and um obviously on motocross nations next year it hopefully gives us a few more options for a team as yeah. well so um yeah i mean in 2015 that was motocross nations that was the Erne was the track i was meant to be at um oh, really? yeah but crash my crash my brains out so it was uh yeah on the monday before we we turned up and uh yeah i just went and did some testing or whatever on on monday we just thought we'd get over the jet lag do a little bit of riding turned up to this rocky track and um it was nothing crazy i wasn't doing anything silly i just jumped over a jump and uh as i landed just landed two rocks on top of each other i guess it was and front wheel washed out from underneath me and sliced my stomach open and that's gnarly dude yeah so i had surgery that night and um yeah that put me out of motocross nations and uh they flew cloudy out and yeah i spectated all weekend and it's pretty impressive event man and motocross nations uh at urna is unbelievable french crowd like they were just going off it was so nuts dude you must have been <laughs> devastated yeah i mean that was what i probably worked to the whole year you know that was i wanted to be in europe the following year yeah. and uh that was my goal and i felt like we, we were starting to talk to some people in europe and um yeah that was sort of like where i wanted to put on a show you know to to show people what i could do and um i'd worked all year to get into that position and fell short but it is what it is you know i think that's a life lesson that it's i've t- learned a lot from that and i've uh been through those ups and downs and yeah. experienced them and um it's probably made me the writer i am now and the person that i am and um it is what it is i wouldn't change it you know i've learned a lot from it and i wouldn't go back you know like i'd love to race that event but it's yeah. just i feel like i've learned so much about myself and in 2015 with all that stuff that went on it was just such a learning year for me and so much to take in i think i went from this little punk kid to to a more matured rider and uh person just learned so much about myself yeah the um the old motocross bike and motocross <laughs> tracks a bit of a cruel bitch sometimes yeah like, it's like one of those things where you know you just if you're gonna do it and especially at the level that you guys do it at it's just it's a matter of time until some shit yeah. goes wrong you know yeah exactly you know it's it's brutal it, it is what it is but it's uh i love the sport and i love what the family that the atmosphere about our industry you know like that was something that we're speaking about the other day is just uh i think our sport went through like that tough time but i think a few years ago but it's starting to come back together and there's people like yourself you just want to be involved and helping people out and that's sort of what i'm trying to do with the coaching stuff as well now you know it's like i'm not sure how long i can race a motorbike for and that was when i come back from europe and did that little stint there and um I just didn't really know what I wanted to do next and Yamaha threw that sort of deal at me where I could jump in and do some coaching and run a coaching business and then race on the so- uh, like race as well so um I had to make some sort of plans on what 
what I had for the future, you know, and that's, mm. I've got a daughter and a wife and I want to be able to support them and still race a motorbike, you know, and I'm very thankful and lucky that I get to do that. But I had to try create something for myself and running these schools is like something I'm passionate about as well because I'm helping this industry, helping people that, mm. helping the kids that want to come up in the in our sport, you know, and for myself, I used to look at the pro guys like Marmont and all those guys and they were untouchable. Like I couldn't, mm. I saw them in, in books and whatever. And I, like I saw them at races, but they weren't Yeah. They're always on the other side of the fence. Yeah. Eh? And like, and then no social media as well. Yeah. So now, and like, I, I want to do what I wish I had, you know, like, I mean, I've won championships and whatever, but I'm in that pro position where uh, those kids are looking up to me, I guess. And, I just get want a blue check on Instagram, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just like running those schools, like those kids get to hang out and just be a part of it. And I, like, I'm a normal person. Like I, I race motocross professionally, yeah. but I have a family. I, I at some point I'm going to go get that nine to five job. Like, so, um, I just want to be a normal person and allow those kids to have the experience that I wish that I was able to have. And, just socialize with them and teach them what I've learned and the mistakes that I've made so that they don't make them and try and make this industry like the sport safer for them and yeah. uh yeah just have a good time while doing it you you pretty much like you effectively retired eh, at one point yeah so like how did it all go down because like yeah. to you know to paint the picture it's like you were the kid that was winning all the junior Aussies then you're Australia's first ever world champion when you won a junior world title like yep. everything was rolling for you to be like the next dude yeah, I mean, I was just a small uh, a kid from a small country town in Glenass. So I just I didn't ride through the weeks. So I turned up and three laps of practice was my practice for the week, like for the week, and then I'd go racing, you know. So that was all that all sort of come at me quite quick. Winning the world championships, I was just like hoping for a top ten, then won the world championships, and it all just sort of I got that KDM deal, and yeah, I don't know, it just all sort of took off and spend a lot of time in the under 19s like my career I had like my goal was to get out of under 19s as quick as possible yeah get up into the pro lights class but it just didn't work like that you know and I was thankful that those guys kept getting behind me I was the older guy in the under 19s but if I didn't have that like I wouldn't be racing a motorbike I don't think because I just wasn't ready to make that transition you know I needed to learn so much about racing and mm. winning and stuff like that and then transitioned into light stuff and then won the championship with josh and wardy um in the support of yamaha and then didn't really have many options obviously i was wanting to go to europe that year and didn't have many options over there so um look for a 450 deal here in australia and went with that honda deal and it just didn't work out being what it well what it was supposed to so i didn't really have that great of a year and just it was a roller coaster year like i was going through so much as well just like battling the bike and i had a wrist injury at that point as well and it was just i could not wait for the season to be over and then didn't find a ride for the following year so i was like well what do i do now and i went i approached the guys in the uk for to do the arena cross and ended up getting a deal over there to do i think it was five rounds of the uk arena cross so i did that how was that it's brutal man like it's it's cool like, it was such a cool experience like those french guys that do it they're all french like a big bunch of french french guys that go and race the uk ran across yeah right and uh they just go around in europe as well like 
those guys are like rock stars. They're making like 110,000 euros a year, you know, just racing all those indoor races. Like they're just... Who? What, who like who Subras and Ramet, all those sort of guys, you yeah, know. Like they're okay. just making a killing. It's good prize money going to those events, good appearance money and stuff. Like they'll race Bercy and um, Lille. Yeah. And then all the UK ran across French Championship, Italian Championship. They'll go up to Denmark and do one-off races as well. Like they're making good money just doing that, you know, and it's a good time as well. But they sort of work as like a little carny i guess in yeah, a way that yeah, yeah, it's like a little hustle yeah like. so if one person gets like undercut then they'll just all pull out oh, so yeah. they sort of like pump it up for each other it's quite cool and um you know that, See, that, that's like man every fucking every series what do you always hear when you just start a riders union yeah, yeah. Do, like but no one will stick together no, no but, one will but stick this together. like it's such a little crew but you that, know yeah, but and legit. it's hard to get in there you are unless you're a little french guy you're not going to get in there so that's um, crazy eh? but yeah they just they have a good time it's good race and they put on a show and that's all they're there to do is just put on a good show like they want to win but but they sort of don't care they know that they like, they know that their win's going to yeah. come at some point you know because old mate's going to win this weekend and it's too tired of racing not to win at some point you know like you just you snake a start and you you get out out in front and check off laps and behind you it's just carnage, carnage. like it's just demolition derbies going on so i had to learn that quite quick did like, you get any wins over there no nah, i got no wins but i got a lot of t-bones and really? put the center, didn't make mains because i got sent over berms and in the shootouts like just yeah so it was just hectic it was gnarly but like it was so much fun and then <laughs> that's pretty um, sick that you, yeah that it was fun though yeah it was good like and a lot of other guys have done it you know like that's where mccoy had his accident yeah. over there but Were i'm you on, there for that no nah, so i went a little bit later and then reardon's done it lately as well and i think all those guys that like there's money to be made doing it it's just it's a cool experience as well you get to travel and yeah did you do you enjoy like the travel aspect of it yeah i love it you know i get to travel the world riding a motorbike and that's like i so after i did that arena cross stuff um the team that i was riding for was jk yamaha and they uh one of their riders was um pulled the pin or whatever or got hurt or something so they asked me if i wanted to race Mm. and i was like well i've got nothing at home you know like what am i gonna do I, i can ride a motorbike here and race some gps and whatever so i started racing the i raced the final round of the uk ran across in london and then that next like thursday after i flew out to qatar for the first round of the gp so i just i oh, was really so under like so I was were just you not there prepared. when villo was there no nah, this was or was that the year yeah so this was uh what year 17 yeah okay. so uh, just like a it was bad decisions but like did i feel like so many of you dudes just race to europe like i said like when caleb ward went i was like don't go yeah brandon harrison don't go yeah it's just europe's a a real motherfucker eh? yeah but i was just at the point where like i had nothing else like if you have nothing at home then what do you do yeah and i don't know it is what it is like because europe's made, hard dude it's yeah. fucking hard like, i had no idea what i was getting myself that, into and that's but what i mean like, we're so spoiled here man with our teams and our America's teams are the solid. same yeah america's the same like yep. it's easy it's all in english mm-hmm. you fucking yeah, you yeah know the the system you've seen yep. it on tv like europe man like you've got no idea yeah. where you're going all the signs yeah like in belgium in english, and stuff like, and, yeah oh, the weather's so fucked <laughs> no one speaks well that, english. That, that was like my first experience as soon as i got into the uk and i was trying to ride like a rain across i watched i just wasn't riding through the week like mm. because it was just you couldn't do you it you didn't know where to ride <laughs> yeah it was too wet and it yeah. was just pouring i, I rode at wilden farm and it's just like this indoor like a shed and oh, it's just yeah. got like a track in it and it was just 
I rode there a couple of times, but um, yeah, and then I just jumped into the GPs and I was so under the, like, just was not prepared, didn't do any riding. I flew out to Italy a couple of times to do some riding, uh, like at this, this sand track out there and it was just, I didn't, I had no idea. Like I was just, I think I was just, after the year that I had the year before, I was just like scraping for anything that I could find, you mm. know, like just, and I, I took it and yeah, it was just, it was a, that year was just such a write off for me. And then, um, what kind of headspace are you in when you know, like, you know what it takes to win mm-hmm. because you've won a championship like two years ago. Yeah. And then you sit there and you're like, well, I know this is absolutely no, like you'd, you'd have to be like, well, I can't win because I'm not doing anything that would let me win. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I had no structure. I had no idea. Like I was packing my bags every week before I fly out to a GP and I'd put them in the rent, like in my car or in the van that we were borrowing at the time. And I'd just be like, well, when I, I got a return flight back to, to here and then when I get here, I'll just sort out where I'm going to next. And I just ended up living with my mechanic at, uh, in England and I was lucky that they sort of held me together while I was over there a little bit and I was just living with him, going to his workshop when he had to work and then he'd take me riding in the afternoons or whatever and it was just, I was all over the place and then to... AC ain't doing that shit. No, nah, and then <laughs> also like I was, my wife was pregnant here, about to pop and... Oh, I missed dude. the birth of my daughter. It was just a shit fight, man. I was just, uh, it was the biggest, biggest regret of my life. And if I could change anything, it would be missing the birth of my daughter. Like really? that's the biggest regret I'll have in my life. Like, it, yeah. Tears me apart thinking about, you know, like, and not being there for Misty. Yeah. So, um, I guess so too, man. Like you've just got to frame it though. It was like, you hmm. just do it. You were, you're a guy that was just trying to do what you could to provide for your family. You yeah, know? but I wasn't even doing that, you know. Like, yeah. I was just winging it, trying to ride a motorbike and trying to get it, like, st- trying to claw at anything to keep my dream alive. And, yeah, it is what it is. And then I come back and I was sort of just... I was a mess, man. I was just so... I had no direction in what... So, how long did you stay in Europe and then when did you hit the eject button? Uh, probably end of... I think oh, I was probably there for, like... I went in January and I was probably there for five or six months, like back and forth between Australia and stuff. Mm. So my daughter was born in March and uh, I come back two weeks after she was born. So after Argentina, I raced in Argentina and then flew back and was meant to go to Mexico like a week later. I had to fly back home and try to get a visa sorted and stuff because at that time I was just holiday and i was just being a bit dodgy but yeah. <laughs> um yeah and yeah i just wanted to like i needed to be here for my wife and daughter and then i men- ended up missing mexico and then i was like trying to work out whether i should go back or not and i went back for a month and a half or something and raced a couple of british championships and i was at balkan and i was just like man, i'm so done with this like it's just not what i expected it to be and um yeah like i was just missing out on so much Mm -hmm. bigger things than just riding a motorbike you know so then i come back home and i was just had no money like i was just back living with my parents and had no direction on what i was doing and ended up uh speaking to woodsy at raceline and they uh uh, like gave me an opportunity to go ride and i just still wasn't into it like i was trying to ride and i thought that i wanted to do it and I was just still not making money and like yeah. I was just so over it and then yeah he uh went through like the ups and downs and I just said like I was done like I went to Port Macquarie and crashed my brains out just because my mind wasn't in it you know yeah. like I was just so over it and 
yeah, then I just said I was done and they said, well, the bike will be at Coolum. If you turn up, you turn up. If not, like he was, he was there just because he's my mate. You know, he's like, a good dude. Eh, yeah. And like, yeah, he was just, yeah, he was just there for me, you know, and didn't care about whether that bike went on the line. He he put, yeah, he threw it in my, and I felt like I owed it to him to finish, finish the, that second half of the season for him. And, um, yeah. And then I ended up getting a job roofing doing roof restoration and um did that and was making some money so that was cool and like had some consistent income and i felt like i could provide start providing for my family and um we moved out and got our own place and stuff like that and then started woodsy said that like if i wanted to ride supercross i could do that and that's what like i I like supercross and i was excited about that but i didn't have the pressure anymore because i was just like i could uh ride and then I wasn't riding a whole lot through the week when I was working as well, so it was quite cool. And the guy that I was working for was quite flexible. He was helping me out. I was riding with his son as well, so he was allowing me to work and then ride when I needed to. And um, Supercross was still quite bumpy and then ended up getting the podium at AusX Open. That was quite emotional for me because like, I just felt like yeah. I'd been chasing something for two years to get just a glimpse of like why I keep doing this, you know, and ended up getting third for the night. And it was like such a relief that I just got back on the podium because I knew it was there. Just I had so much going on behind the scenes that just riding a motorbike, you couldn't see that, you know, like the, just the mm. average person couldn't see that. But it was just, and then won the final round at Jim Boomba and yeah, now here we are. We're just uh, enjoying life again and uh, riding a motorbike again. So it's quite cool. But it was just, at that point, I was just so done it's through that season. Ride, and dude. But yeah, and it's just like I've learned so much about myself yeah. and started to enjoy riding a motorbike. Like I was just turn up to the track, ride, train, go home, sleep. Like there was just nothing to life other than that. And like that's cool for some pe- some people and that works for some people, but I'm not the person that that works for, you know. Like I just I have to enjoy life. I have to enjoy things away from just riding a motorbike. And the biggest thing is just family time for me as well, you know, like they're a part of this journey that i'm on you know like they're my number one supporters and i just want to do it with them you know the the day that i can't provide for them well then i'll go get a normal job you know riding Mm. a motorbike but um yeah so here we are just enjoying it and supercross champion again and um yeah about to start the season again and just loving life and just enjoying it you know and that's the biggest thing with yamaha is i i guess i created a few like a something other than just racing yeah you, i think i've got forward yeah so like at some point like i'd love to be involved more in yamaha like that's where i want to i started my career and i want to finish my career now you know is there um just purely because i love the people that i'm involved with there but i see a future there as well and um yeah i mean after riding a motorbike and racing maybe i step into doing more coaching stuff but I'd like to be able to step into running the junior development programs and stuff like mm. that and see where that takes me in Yamaha. I don't know. I don't know if that at some point, if that'll be a, available later on. I don't know how much longer I've got riding a motorbike. Maybe it's two years, maybe it's 10 years. I don't mm. know. Who knows until the time comes. But um, like I needed to have, like we were saying before, I'm an overthinker a little bit and I, I wanted you to have, have a, like a real clear why. Yeah, and like goals, I guess, and like yeah. why I'm doing this and i love it that's why i'm doing it you know like i love riding a motorbike that that hasn't changed but 
also I wanted a future after it because I've got to provide for a family and I want to provide for them you know like that's my wife and my daughter my world you know so like I want to be able to look after them and whatever it takes to do that that's what I've got to do and but I wanted to set a path that I could do um that in in, in the industry that I love yeah 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 so if the day comes next year you know like I don't want to race anymore then I've got something after that you know like yeah. I can roll into doing the coach and stuff until I set something else up or whatever you know um what was it like to see your daughter for the first time as a two-week-old baby yeah that is like it, it was sort of like I didn't even know what was happening you know I rolled into Brisbane airport and they were there to pick me up you know like it was just like she was so small and it was it was cool like it was just I don't know. I was I was young. Like no one at that time was having kids racing a motorbike. So How like, old were you? Twenty two, twenty three. So yeah, like when I found out Misty was pregnant, I was twenty two. I think it was. So were you shitting yourself? Yeah, shitting bricks, man. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Like what's going on? But that's we've taken it on, and it's been like Misty's awesome mum, and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. You know, like she's she kills it. She's like a my hero. You know because you know she just gets on gets on with her day and um there's tough days parenting but we love her and um, wouldn't change it for the world you know and I, I get to race a motorbike showing my daughter like her growing up you know yeah. like when probably like i've had i've had poppy on the podium when she was younger uh when i won the supercross championship and stuff like that uh and had my first race win after all the crap that i went through at the end of 2017 like i had her there but the coolest thing was having her on the podium at cool like that felt like winning a championship again because she was so excited to be on that podium like she was high-fiving wilson and webster and stuff like that was so cool to have her there because she was just so amped to be on that podium like it was like to me that was like winning the championship like wilson had just won the championship but i i reckon i was deep down i was the happiest guy there because she was just so amped like i finished third and third in the championship and she was just so amped to be on the podium like that was such a cool feeling so i get to race a motorbike and she gets to come to the track like she, they come to the track through the week and she just loves it and she'll play in the mud sorry she plays in the mud and um yeah i ta- as soon as i finish my moto she's there waiting to be put on the bike for me to go like ride her around like it's such a cool thing and yeah it's sick i wouldn't change it for the world yeah i just oh man i just imagine like because you you would have got off at that airport a million times yeah. in your life but it's like this one day you get off but now you have a kid yeah like it would have been the most strange feeling yeah and i i don't know like i i don't know like but not I was sort of strange, no it was you know? but i was just like i was i feel like i was quite numb at that time as well like i just really didn't know what was going on in life like yeah. i was just like it was what what's going on like i i just my whole dream was to race in europe as well and I was finally there and it wasn't what I expected it to be. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't in the right frame of mind for it. I just didn't have the right things to do to do what I needed to do either. And just like that was like, man, everything that I've worked my whole life for is like it, it was something I would made up. It mm. wasn't what I expected it to be, you know. And then, yeah, just like that whole year was just like I think I just – I was like a zombie, like just mm. walking around. I just hadn't, I don't know. I don't know, I know what, what I was mean, thinking. Though. I don't even remember really those like two years. I was just like walking around just off with the fairies all the time. So yeah. like 
Yeah. You can get in some pretty gnarly... Like, I definitely had periods when I lived in America like that, mm-hmm. where, like, I was super broke, like, shit wasn't yeah. working out, and then everyone's telling you how good your life is because yeah. you're in America, and I was like, you know, I'd go to... I remember going to nationals over there and like I'd film, well, I was only allowed to film practice Mm -hmm. and then I'd film practice and I'd be at like Bud's Creek and like 10 year old, 15 year old me would just be fucking frothing. Yeah. And then I'd film practice and then I'd go in the truck and then I'd just literally just like lay down and like sleep the rest of the day. Yeah. Because like I'd done my job, like I wasn't engaged in like what I was doing, even Mm -hmm. though that was my dream. Yeah. So like... I definitely understand that, you know, you can get in, like, a pretty weird headspace yeah. when yeah. it's it's real hard to explain, eh? Yeah, and that's, like, that's I'm sitting here right now trying to think about it, and I'm just, like, I don't even know what to say about this because, like, I was just, like, a zombie. That's the easiest way to say it is, like, even when you say about my daughter, like, seeing my daughter first time, like, that should be the, like, I should, I don't know, like, that, that sort of breaks my heart a little bit that, like, when I saw my daughter first time, I don't really, like... Yeah. I don't know that just whole year was a write-off and like but now like I try to appreciate every moment that I have with her and it like yeah. well that's what I was gonna say man like you you kind of can't be hard on yourself mm. in that respect because it's like at the end of the day it's not like you were going oh fuck this kid I don't want to be around it <laughs> no, was, and that, it that's was not... all like you saying like I'm gonna make this work I'm gonna yeah. make this work but you know and it, the thing is it's like in life man like Mm. no one always wins all the time no there's got to be at some point where life kicks the shit out of you right yeah and that's probably what i was just going through you know like i'd just been on the highest of highs like it just the whole year was a roller coaster in 15 then i was like man i've won my championship like what's next what are we gonna do you know like and then 16 was just whatever and then 17 just yeah so yeah it is what it is and but now you know like all those sort of things that I learned from that, you know, like shaped me to be who I am now and being able to enjoy riding a motorbike. And, you know, like it was just, I think for us, we had a goal when I come back racing, like with Wardy and Bish and the whole Yamaha crew and just my little team, you know, that we got three years to do this, like build me up again, you know, like I needed to build a base again. And in um, 2018, when I won the championship, I wasn't expecting to win the championship. Like I just that motocross season like i was just trying to build that base again and just get to the get through the year healthy but just get laps under my belt and just get comfortable again you know and um then to win that supercross championship we were just like well maybe i could win a race a podium or whatever you know like be title contenders but not win the championship like i always that was a goal to win the championship but did i think it was realistic at that point no i had to build a base again you know and then we sort of did that so that was cool and then this year was just you know i was i wanted to win that motocross championship we didn't do it we we put up a fight but um like i was just battling health things the whole season yeah. you know just trying to stay healthy and wilson rode well and kyle did well as well you know like that were it was a good fight and it was it's probably been a long time since the championships come down like that like yeah every weekend we we're going to to battle you know wilson was quite dominant but we weren't letting him do it easy. Like mm. he, we had to make him put up a fight. So, and, and now he's a freak talent. Who Wilson? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, he, he's, he as a junior, he was dominant as well. You know, yeah. and he's always been quite. He's cons- just one of those dudes that's just got crazy raw speed. Yeah, and oh, like, he can throw it. Like look at Ford Dale, for example. That, he's the same <laughs> sort of guy, you know. Yeah, and like some of those dudes, they'll either it's you know first or last mm-hmm. with those kind of guys. Yeah, 
you know and even when todd was on here talking about like how bad he was with like his suspension and stuff it's yeah. like some of some kids like that mm-hmm. you know they just get get on and get on they get, get on, on and, and they just fucking send it yeah. and then sometimes it just clicks yeah and they've got enough things going right that it that it works for them and then i think there's guys like you where it's you it's very methodical mm-hmm. like and that's why I was wondering, like, with the seasons when you've won, yep. like, what's been the common thing? If you had to look, and you're like, all right, this is, if if Jay Wilson has a recipe for success, then these are the key ingredients that I cannot do without. And obviously, yeah. health and shit like yeah. that. But it's fun, like, biggest thing, fun and structure in my program, man. Like, I don't have to ride. Like I said, I don't have to be at the track seven days a week. You'll be lucky to see me. Like most people, probably wonder where I'm riding, but I ride two, three times a week in motocross. And but those days that I'm there, they're solid days. Like I'm, it's on on the pit board. Like every time's accounted for, and that's the same as Supercross. Like that's just I need structure in my life. Yeah. But if I'm if I've got structure in my life and we're happy and uh, we're having fun, like with my family, you know, then uh, I think that's the biggest thing for me. You know. Yeah. So you seem like the guy whenever you do win too it's like it's like you get in a zone where it's like you sort of you you just get on a roll mm-hmm. and it's like you can tell you're in a groove yep. but then it's like if you're out of that groove you're not doing very well yeah i i think i'm probably a little bit i run i i've tried to be a bit better with this this year and i think i've definitely got a bit mentally stronger this year for this but in past years i think like when i get on a roll like with confidence then i i gain confidence and i run with it you know yeah because jim boomba at the start was it uh last first round last year yeah you, did you win that one? yeah so yeah. i won the first two rounds at super yeah Carlson. yeah because that 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 to me i was like because and jats does my fucking head in like <laughs> he's the dude i'm the closest yeah. to that that races that championship mm-hmm. and like that motherfucker has more talent on a bike than maybe anyone i've yeah seen other than you know like the ty simmons and that from australia yeah, yeah, anyway yeah. but it's like he just it i don't know with him like he doesn't seem to get the same level of confidence it's with jats it's like you're just gonna get what you're gonna get yeah. some weekends it's good enough and some weekends it's not but it's like even if he's had a, had a terrible weekend he's still having a good time though yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's> true. <laughs> but so. you but you seem like the kind of guy where you can literally identify like oh fuck he's in the zone like, yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing like it's yeah. probably a good thing to have if you can really harness yeah, that feeling in that yeah. zone all the time yeah but like yeah you just see like i think i'm just i i'm calculated in what i do yeah um, i like to be calculated and if i'm, un- if I'm uncomfortable then I, it's i'm not on you know but i think throughout my career you know like i've been quite successful without having too many injuries yeah i've the only time that i've missed races in uh, in the mx national since i've turned senior has been when i went to europe mm. and like so i think i'm always there and i think it's just like i'm always consistently uh, consistent i won't always be the flat out fastest guy at the track but i'll just be there and i'll just keep chipping away until the end of the season i think i'm not like a guy that's going to keep going one one every weekend i'd love to do that and that's like that's the goal because that's where yeah. the money's at you know you're gonna yeah. make money when you win it in races yeah. but um i don't think that's just it's this industry and the sport has grown so much and i think that's quite hard to do these days as well you know like i think everyone's raised the bar and winning a dominant season is not as easy as it used to be and i don't i think there's just more guys i think that can win races yeah yeah, win races now so 
Um, for me, it's just about putting it on the box as much as I possibly can. And I know that by the end of the season, I'll be there. So um, I know a practice track, like I can throw down heaters and raw speed and I can do things that I probably haven't shown on race day, but it's just, I turn up to the race and I know I've got a job to do and try to be calculated with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at history, like a dude like Ryan Dungey mm. I mean that's it's a very similar approach that yeah. what he takes like he's not really a dude that's missing a lot of races with injuries yeah he's not really a dude that's taking stupid risks yeah and it's like I mean it's you just don't know which dude he's gonna win it's mm-hmm. because like for example like you and Wilson Todd it's probably the most polar opposite yeah. like you guys are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. right and then you throw a guy like Nathan Crawford, he's probably in between you guys a little bit in yep. a way, you know? So it's like, but if you if you look at history, guys like you seem to do really well. But yeah. then the guys like Wilson, you know, that have that crazy speed, if they get on a roll, like you just, what, yeah, what can you fucking do when someone's <laughs> like two seconds a lot quicker yeah, than you and, and they're not and, crashing? Yeah, and that's the thing with Wilson this year. Like he was just, he was on it and he's got that raw speed. So, um yeah, I think that's the only thing you can do is just break him down over time and be there for the whole season and wait for him to make a mistake. And Wilson, he was solid all year, you know, like he, there was there wasn't a many, many mistakes. And I think uh, if you look at 2015, and if I had the streak that I like the podium streak that I had going on this year, I would have dominated our 2015 season. Yeah. Like, and I won that championship. Um, but it's just we all stepped it up this year and. Kyle and myself and Wilson were the consistent podium guys and it's hard to win championships being the consistent guy when you're not taking race wins and those guys are and yeah. that showed this year you know like it could but have like just you been, said in 15 it would have yeah, you would have won by more yeah exactly and just yeah it's just one of those years it is what it is and um, you know like I just I'll keep being consistent trying to be there all year and try to look for a little bit of raw speed would be nice so I can get some <laughs> race wins but um yeah, I think I think Get for a <laughs> yeah for a for a um like a healthy and long career, I guess is yeah that's true. Trying to be consistent, super and, true. Yeah, so we'll just keep chipping away. Um, are you excited that Supercross is finally back in Australia? Like yeah, in a it's I feel like, and I mean, you know, we did the podcast with Bailey and Sando, and it's like, mm. I feel like people get the message that, like, it's not going anywhere now. Yeah. Like, that, those dudes are so solid with what they have put together, and yep. it's been years now, and they're doing it super smart. They're consistently getting those names, and I think that the other events around OzX and Auckland are yep. going to get better and better over time as, like, a residual effect from that event being so good like is it exciting for you to sort of know yeah. that there's a championship you can rely on now? yeah for sure and like um, for me as a junior that was i could not wait to race supercross like that's as soon as i could get my supercross license i was like i want to race supercross like i was so excited and then it, supercross sort of went away for those few years there and um i don't know it was just racing motocross but i've always been interested in supercross i've always loved jumping and just being technical on the bike i guess that's probably where i sort of shine a little bit is just being more technical on the bike like when tracks change and go hard back that's sort of when i shine and uh when tracks get gnarly and you got to be quite quite creative that's when i sort of shine i guess and that's probably my thing that i struggle a little bit on the australian track sometimes that, that they're not they don't get very technical um motocross wise um 
so yeah i'm super excited that supercross is back now that's for sure 12th of october is round one and i can't wait to get it under underway and running that number red number one blade mm. i'm super excited about it. and then my goal was always to go to america and race supercross that's what i always dreamt of but i thought that i had to go to europe to do that so that's why i took that path and jumped out and that was the first thing that come up but yeah i think the the base like these rounds what bailey and um bayless and all those guys are doing now like getting it back into the stadiums and it's pretty cool um even bringing all these international guys out like there's so many people get so negative on social mm. media about all these international guys coming out but it makes our championship like stronger more international guys are looking at what the american guys are doing like or we get more credit credibility when mm. we beat those guys you know like man it's you look at Hayes and um, Blows, like that was sixth and seventh, I think, in the championship in the 250 class last year. Hayes got second here and I beat him, you know, like, I, I don't know, like it doesn't really mean that much, you know, to to them guys, I don't know, I don't know, but they, like the American guys are looking at that, what Hayes is doing and then for me, it well, gives me confidence a little bit. gauge of what he's doing. Yeah, it gives me confidence a little bit knowing where he was last year when he went into that champion, in the American championship and I just, we were battling it out you know and i beat him in the championship and so it sort of gives me a rough idea where i am but like also the just i love supercross like it's so so cool to put on a show for people and um be in those tight stadiums with the atmosphere and like oz x man like in that small stadium is such a cool like that's a world-class event you know like it's just the atmosphere that's in there the feeling that you get like you can hear the crowd when something happens in there and it's just cool to be a part of and i like putting on a show and just being a part of a community but also um like i don't know just like kids coming up and getting your autograph and stuff like that it's so cool to be a part of so yeah i think um like the supercross being uh grabbing some like uh, speed now and picking up it's it's good for our future and um i'm excited to be a part of it that's for sure yeah i I don't think that you can have a healthy industry and economy of motorcycling mm-hmm. without having both. Yeah. Like, you can't... The motocross things, like even in America, it's struggling. Like, here, it's yeah. it's not going to amazing places. And it's like, it's a good series. And it gives you guys a solid base. But I think for it's everything to grow, mm-hmm. like, it, you need to have both. You need to have both championships. You need to yeah. have that level of excitement and you know the the thing too is like from the media side or from the fan side like if someone's leading a series you just you're kind of checking out you're like yeah you know there's not that much to sort of like follow but it's like Mm -hmm. to get a reset and to have a new season and new things to talk about and new storylines new contenders international writers like it breathes and like an extra life into it as a fan and from the media side of things and it's like even for me i'm like i was pumped for you to come on today because i'm like dude i haven't like been able to really yeah. talk motocross since yeah, yeah, yeah the last round of the you know the ama stuff mm-hmm. so like it's super cool to like it's like this whole thing and yeah you know everyone's like oh what's coming up i'm like oh well, supercross <laughs> like i've yeah. got supercross now yeah so 12th of october first round of supercross yep. brisbane entertainment center so uh that's where we're gonna be and uh it's we got a we got a cool championship. We're going to New Zealand again this year, which is quite a cool event. It was just a bummer about the rain last year, but it's cool to head over there. You know, like those New Zealand's like a 
my second home, say, you know, like, like a second, I've second spent so right much there. time there and with Josh and those guys. So, won um, a world championship, the national championship. Yeah, yeah. And like I was going back and forwards in 15 and then been back since then, like racing Supercross and then racing the championship over there. So it's cool to go over there and see those guys, how hyped up they get for that event. Like the Hosex Open taking that to New Zealand, like they get so amped about that. And just mm. the New Zealand crowd, the New Zealand people in general are just, they're so happy and friendly like they're like just random guys are like they feel like family to you because they're just yeah. like so down to earth you know it's awesome but um yeah i think it's it's awesome that we've got events like this now and bailey and those guys and sanderson and those guys are jumping up and um putting on a show for us to attend and um i think it's good for our industry you know it, it brings in more people and we're, we can put on a cool show now yeah definitely dude and it's good for our sponsors and stuff you know oh, like yeah. for the manufacturers everybody you know i think there's more to gain from it as well from it's not just a normal race like those those races like it's a show and you know like people go and watch monster trucks now they're watching ozx open because of the show that it is you know you got freestyle you got really intense racing as well you got the the night show like the opening ceremonies of it and like big screen like they add hype to it and like people just love it you know like they're what are you doing this weekend? We're going to AusX Open. Yeah. Like, what's that? You know, like motocross, supercross. We're going to check it out and it's good for, it brings more people into our, indus- our industry and helps the manufacturers and all the other sponsors, you know, so it's cool. I love seeing like at AusX last year, you, it was so fucking fun, like mm-hmm. being in the stands and I mean, obviously knowing all you guys and yeah. like watching what was going on and, you know, you know who's friends with each other, you know who doesn't like each other. Like, you know, you can yeah. really see it. You're right on top of everything. Yeah. But then to see you guys interact with the fans and mm-hmm. especially a guy like Jats, you know, like he, he won those races <laughs> yeah. and he's like doing the head snap over yeah, the yeah. finish line. He's it's in like, for a good time. Always <laughs> the showman. He loves it. Eh? It's so awesome. Uh, so. But like, it's, it's just that like, you know, if you did that anywhere else, it's just, it's like, it just doesn't feel the same. No, it's, but it's just, like, I think the whole atmosphere yeah. there is just like, everyone's a part of something. It's so cool. And and it can like bring out your personality. It yeah. can bring out your, uh, I remember um, you did some form of interview uh, like in uh, the stadium. Yeah. So th- was that, that was after 20, you won? Oh, no, it was this year, right? In 2017, that was, that's the year I podiumed. I, is that the one you're talking about where I got quite emotional and like the whole crowd sort yeah, of like was oh, well i wasn't there for 17 yeah i was only there but you talked last year as well right yeah on the, I, I think so i won the championship i don't know so yeah. it was all oh, it was the, it was yeah. your championship speech that's right yeah. I, d- I remember the 17 one just watching it on tv yeah but like seeing it there yeah last year it's like it just i don't know it's different because mm-hmm. like you hear you saying it at like a you know aubrey or something it, yeah. it just doesn't feel the same as mm-hmm. when it's in the stadium yeah and it's like i don't know the whole the whole thing it just it feels like it gives you guys more of a chance to like really embrace it and show your own personality yeah, like and it. tell your own story like it's fucking rad yeah oh it's so cool to be in that stadium like i missed it the first year first two years or something being at ozx but like it's something special to be a part of like it's so such a cool event to go to like you've just even being in those tight stadiums like just creates such a cool atmosphere like Brisbane Entertainment Centre like it's it's a, they played netball grand finals in there yeah, yeah. so like that's going to show how intense the racing and we've got to race around there you know like 10 guys on the start line and we've got to go do battle like it's just going to be crazy so like the fans I guess this is the stuff that I experienced like AusX Open stuff is what I experienced in the UK like yeah. at a smaller capacity you know 
but that was every weekend we were doing that yeah. that's why i just had so much fun doing it because like we we're there to put on a show but you just had no idea what was going to happen that night one like you could hole shot and win or like from the racing side of it it was just you didn't know what you're in for what sort of action you're in for and then that had freestyle and whatever you know like it was just always like they had the laser night show and then edgar to- uh, Ed- edgar, edgar Tor- edgar yeah Torres, beatboxing yeah. and stuff like that really? so like it was just the atmosphere and it is so cool have you ever been to um bercy or no. geneva no. dude geneva the first year i went there i was filming with malcolm yeah and uh we're like <clears throat> on the start line and like their opening ceremonies dude <laughs> had like chicks in like fucking full leather like yeah, yeah. leather g-strings and whips <laughs> and fire and i was like where the fuck are we right now dude? yeah and, like, the all- europeans go pretty crazy on that <laughs> stuff aren't? it gets so weird it's so yeah. good uh, have you seen um have you seen marvel stadium with like the dirt track in it yeah. uh, so no I, I went to the speedway there and watched oh, the so speedway have, grand prix yeah. yeah so i've checked that out and that's quite cool i'm excited to get down there because like imagine it with the supercross track in there it's gonna be cool Fuck. like it's um you know we're in melbourne city and like that to me like melbourne on its own like i lived in melbourne there for for a year and just i used to go into the city and just cruise around just check out what was going in there because it's just such a cool city to just cruise around in and it's just got its own little vibe and to have it in the city like where people can just jump off the train and just straight in the stadium like it's going to be so cool and then to be in that size stadium with a track in there supercross event and an ozx open event like it's going to be something special i can't wait to be there and be a part of that yeah dude i'm like i I started um we're doing the podcast there again yeah and i started like sketching out because this year we're gonna have like a stage and we're gonna build like a backdrop like we're gonna do it a bit more like on a bit of a bigger scale yeah i'm just like frothing on the whole thing now because it's like and and that's like the thing too that i think people don't always think about is like the bigger picture Mm -hmm. of like you you build something like that event like that and it's like it gives birth to so much other shit yeah like i couldn't do the podcast at marvel stadium mm-hmm. any other fucking time like it's really cool yeah. that that is an opportunity that i get given and yeah. then it's like you get an our industry has been yeah, invited like, into something cool yeah, like that like yeah. everyone gets a you know mm-hmm. sam's on the phone right now talking about different things that he can do at the event yep. and it's like i don't know just like that's what that's what shit needs to like move yeah. forward you know you can't yeah like no one's getting excited to do the same shit that mm-hmm. has been done for 20 years it's like it it takes guys like those ame boys to just yeah. like fucking push some shit forward and then everyone gets excited on it and it's like you yeah. just you don't know what can come out of that yeah it's and that's the thing not only it's not just the racing is exciting but like just being involved in it and being in the trucks like having our trucks or whatever having the bikes and everything set up there and just being interacting with new faces and new people that are excited to be at the event and the show like just outside of the stadium on its own like it's cool like yeah. you know like Aussex open in sydney and stuff when we're just cruising around like there's monster parties going on and just like freestyle out the front and just it's just a good time everyone's there for a good time and um then the racing happening happens and it all comes to life again as well inside the stadium and then you're talking about like you know as a professional rider like you want to have fun Mm -hmm. and like the fun is what drives you to keep doing it it's like well you know events like that yeah that are fun it's like that's got i think i think yeah i think for uh like every australian rider even international guys i know like dude ando ando like husky and that they Mm -hmm. like they don't want him to come yeah and he but like he to him he would love to, to come yeah yeah, yeah. Like just he, that's the event that it, like that's for me like it's 
I can't wait to go to that event again. You know, like that's, it's something just special about it that like international guys are like wanting to come out and do that event. Like it's a world-class event, you know? Yeah. So, um, for me, that's like, I get, I'm in Australia and I get to go to that event and race at that, that is quite cool, you know? And I, I want to do more of those sort of events. And at some point that's what I'd like to do more supercross style of stuff where doing Bercy, like that's on my bucket list to do like i'd love to go do bercy and lil and all those sort of is it bercy and lil or geneva um i think i think lil is bercy yeah like so L- L- lily paris <coughs> paris lily yeah or bercy yeah and then geneva is yeah in, um, Switzerland. <coughs> so do those those races and like there's a race up in denmark that i want to do as well and like the uk arena cross stuff like I'd, that stuff would be cool to do as well and just do one-off races and even monster cup and stuff yeah, like dude. that like that all that sort of stuff you know and at some point that's what i'd like to adventure into a little bit more but right now i'm racing motocross and supercross and here we are yeah i think that that um like a dude like brayton's definitely paving the way for yeah. that kind of lifestyle like he's making fucking good money yeah by yeah. doing the oz supercross uh, dude he's on factory fucking honda <laughs> next year how crazy is that eh? yeah dude what a turn uh, uh, what a turnaround of a career right? yeah and older guy too you know showing him how it's done so it's cool and uh like he's doing it with his family traveling the world that's what i was sort of saying before is like i get to travel the world like when i was racing gps and even when i go to new zealand stuff like i take the family there you know and um travel the world riding a motorbike like it's pretty cool mm. like and meeting the people that we get to meet and just like i think even if i didn't race a motorbike like that they're the places i'd want to go but like the places that a motorbike has taken me is like i didn't think i'd ever go to argentina like and i get i saw argentina and how cool that place is like i definitely want to go back to there so mm. like all those sort of things and that's what brayton's doing you know like he's exploring the world and doing it while racing a motorbike and getting paid to do it and um doing it with his family it's quite cool the world's definitely getting smaller in that respect to where it doesn't seem that Mm far-fetched to now you know obviously through like social media and the internet and it's like you feel pretty connected to that sort of shit and even with like you putting together this deal to go to the u.s it's like you realize like fuck it's just a 15 hour flight yeah and then you get a bike and you rent a house and then you do your race nominations and then you go ride at milestone and yeah yeah. you know the yamaha track if you can get and then i'm fucking there and i'm doing it Mm -hmm. but it's like when you're a kid how far away did that feel like felt like you but and that's sort of where i'm at now as well as like i've just got to make it happen because i feel like i'm in a good position in my career and we're at a cool spot with poppy and my wife and we're able to do that so like i want to take i want to just go and do it i've got to make it happen no one's gonna hand it to me on a silver platter and say here you go go to america here's a flight and bikes and everything set up and you know i want to do it properly and i've invested like i've saved up money over the last two years to do this and um i'm heavily invested in myself and i've got some very cool sponsors that um have been with me for a while that want to jump on board so i'm excited about that and it's just i think i think you just got to make it happen now like that's i think i just uh, at a young age as well like i was just waiting for it to come like if i win races someone will hand it to me but i think now it's just like if you get over there and show what you can do then maybe something will happen you know but even if like for me it's it's been a dream to do race supercross yeah so i get that opportunity now because i'm making it happen you know like no one else said let's like no one else said come over and do it i'm just making it happen you know 
Yeah. Well, dude, like, look at Cody Mackey when he mm-hmm. went over there. Like, he went over there, he was riding with James and, like, doing yeah. that whole thing, and then he did a couple races, and then he ended up going back for, like, multiple seasons, yeah, ended up yeah. riding for Jeff Ward's Cowie team, and they <laughs> had it, like, he had, a like, a really solid run at that series for a few years, you yeah, know, yeah. like, made a bunch of night shows and stuff like that, like, I mean, it can be done, look at what Jats did for all those years. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, there's been plenty of guys do it, and now I'm just like, oh, I want to do it, and I'm going to make it happen, and uh, I think as well like kids have just got to take it on like, i wish i did it earlier but it's cool that i get to do it with my family now and with the people that i believe in the people that have uh, helped me get to where i am now in my career you know and you know I, I get to do that and experience that with them people as well so i'm excited to go um and then not to mention i think now too it's becoming way more viable because you're gonna have five rounds of australian supercross yeah and then like you can just stay in the groove. Yeah, and, and that, that's if you win, the, you know, you win the championship again, or then it's like just carrying that momentum. You can yep. be like a legit dude rocking up at A one, knowing. Yeah, where you're and at. I think it's exactly the same as what I used to do in New Zealand. You know, like I go over there and race the New Zealand motocross championship. By the time I get to Australia, and we've got a couple of weeks off, and then we get straight into the, mot- the Australian motocross championship. You're ready to go, and that's sort of what I'm doing now with the Australian Supercross. Is like that's how I'm looking at it. Is like this is my time to prepare and I want to for my end goal like is the American Supercross you know Mm. like that's what I'm working towards but to be successful with that I need to defend this championship like that's the goal to defend this championship but it's also like a mini pre-season in a way like but I want to Mm. win this championship but I'm also working towards America so it's like a good warm-up to go into America where we can keep the momentum going like I've already will have already done five races before i turn up to nim one yes yeah, and like where super race fit. yeah and the, the i think that's why you've seen a lot of americans now explore a lot more doing these international supercross races and championships like brayton i think it's so cool like he comes over here this is his third third year fourth year fourth year yeah so he's three time three champion time champ, yeah and he goes over to back to america and he's already done so much racing like that those jitters are out he's race fit like he's ready to go you know by the time eight one comes around well it's crazy like you look about you look at him it was like three years ago mm-hmm. he was sort of drifting around in and out of good teams and stuff like that and then he comes over here has a solid program yeah gets on the hondas and then he goes yep i'm gonna do the honda thing again so then he starts racing mm-hmm. racing in america <clears throat> what he raced here and then ends up winning Daytona. Yeah. You know, and one of the biggest races that you can win as I think he was like one of the oldest dudes to win yeah. a main event too. Yeah. And now he's got a factory Honda deal. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Cool. Eh? Yeah. I think a lot of people looking up to him, what he's doing, you know, I, I know from myself, you know, like it's pretty impressive what he's doing, you know, like it's, he's an older guy doing it and it's showing like even Chad, you know, like older guy as well. And, our industry's changing a little bit like they're having longer careers and we're staying in it for longer which is cool and um but not only that like i I guess i probably look at a little bit different like compared to the other guys that i race where they're sort of like i guess i look at them sort of like kids like they haven't experienced some of the stuff that i've experienced i'm doing it with a family as well you know like i look i look up to brayton yeah i look at brayton i'm like man that's so cool like he's racing supercross traveling the world with a family like having a good time with his kids and just and his wife and just racing a motorbike like that's so cool like that's what i sort of look up to you know so Mm. um 
it's cool to see that and it's something that I like I idolize a bit do you reckon it's a coincidence that you win a championship after you have a kid no no I don't know maybe uh, it probably just made me like um I don't know I won the championship anyway like before but I I was just more like I don't know it just probably brought me down to ground a little bit more being a bit more realistic about certain things and I don't know like it's cool that it's just it's totally different totally different championship totally different mindset to what I had in 15 to when I won the championship last year like I don't know I just think completely different <laughs> yeah because it's so, like, so different that there would be a crazy pressure like like that you'd put on yourself and it's like I'm sure that your whole career you put pressure on yourself yeah obviously to get to the level you're at you don't just get there by being like eh, I don't give a fuck no but when you've got a kid and you're a young dude and you're worried about it's not like we're in the early 2000s and everyone that's winning championships is making hundreds of thousands of dollars like we're not there anymore so it's like you know i can see that there would have been a pressure that you felt you know to like light you up a bit yeah there's there's pressure for that but um i think probably the biggest thing is like like I, i keep going back to is like i wasn't i'm an overthinker so like having poppy as like days that i'm not riding like i'm at the park with her i'm doing doing swimming lessons uh, or something so like, like that mind off so like i'm not i don't have time to think about anything else you know like there i go to the track i do my work i get home and misty's doing a yoga stuff like that's been the cool thing as well this year um it's like she's become a yoga teacher so like where's she I, doing that out of just in Palm Beach, a ritual. So, like, it's. Um, I wonder if that's one Ricky's got. My my missus is going to now. I think she literally just signed up there. Yeah, so they just started one there, and like, it's a 250-hour yoga thing. So, like, yeah. it's pretty impressive, and that's something I've got like heavily involved with now. Oh, I'm doing really? a lot of yoga as well, and it's been a, a massive help for me, just mentally, but also like, just I feel so much better about myself, and the bo- my body feels better. But I just yeah it's i don't need to be doing heavy weights and stuff yeah. like that like i'm that's not my body type like that's just not how i roll but riding is a big impact on me so then doing yoga is like just body awareness and stuff like that it's yeah. so cool for me and just even muscles that i like i didn't even think that i had yeah it's like it's got a burn i'm sweating and just like it's gnarly but um so how long have you been doing that stuff for uh so misty did it for six months i think the course went for so start of the month uh yeah january i think really? it was so have you made big improvements in your like your flexibility and shit i've always sort of been quite like natural sort of flexibility like i've yeah, always right. been quite lucky with that but i just uh I th- biggest thing is just mentally like i just the i don't know it gets a bit if people aren't into yoga they sort of probably no nah, tell people because like, <laughs> i'm start i've i don't do yoga as such but like yeah with jujitsu pretty much like flexibility is like make or break yeah and it's not a thing that like all the if you see any black belt mm-hmm. and you watch them it's like you go holy fuck they're so flexible yeah but i think the average person like my coach is a been a black belt for fucking 15 years yeah. or something or 10 years and it's like he doesn't stretch yeah but he's been stretched while he's training so much that after yeah. 20 years of doing it you get to be insanely flexible yeah, yeah, yeah so in my head i'm like all right i'm about to i want to be like black belt flexible at, at a blue belt yeah 
and for like push myself really hard so i've been getting super into it i haven't been doing yoga but i've been doing um watching tons of dudes on like so my goal is by the end of next year to be able to do the splits yeah okay can you do no, no there's no no nah, man i'm a motorbike rider i'm just constantly gripping the seat yeah, so there's see, like, that's why you should be yeah you I'm, should be doing it no nah, my hips are like the biggest thing that i struggle with just that, flexibility I'm, I'm same, yeah. so um but yeah just like because it's not always it's not always like with yoga it's not always about just stretching but it's like the strength side of it as yeah. well like holding the positions yeah, and, breathing. and like breathing is such a big technique in the yoga thing is like um i did a wim hof thing i don't know if you've ever yeah, heard yeah, of hoff yeah, man yeah, yeah. but i did like a workshop for that the other day and whereabouts did you do that just at, at ritual as well like oh, they really? had a workshop coming Who to the gold coast that? uh johannes uh I forgot his last name, Johannes. He's like a guy from the Netherlands as well, I think. Yeah, okay. And um, like... So you are doing the ice bar thing? Yeah, but the meditation that we did before that, like I've never, ever experienced this really? before. Like, I didn't know what meditation was. Like I th- I thought I did. Like you do Shavasana at the end of yoga where you lay on the ground and like after a workout and you just relax. Like you go into like nearly a, a sleep state, but you're still aware. This meditation, man, that we did, like, I've never experienced something so powerful and, like, energetic in my life. Like, it's people probably think, like, it's mental or crazy or whatever, but it's like, we you do this breathing technique and. So you just, like, you're, like, it, hyper oxygenating yeah, your body. Yeah, so right? I don't know the actual science behind it or whatever, but it's more like you are doing this breathing where you're just getting pure oxygen and you're blowing all the CO2 out of your body and um so it's like a big breath in half breath out yeah Yeah. and um but then after you've done it for like 40 breaths then you have to hold it for 10 and then take another breath in and then short breath out and then for another 10 pull in another breath so it's actually breaking your what you think is capable of how much oxygen your body can take in i think that's the whole goal of is it that you push your body to another part that you've never experienced yeah and so after you've done four rounds of that you lay on the ground and like you start to it's like a hallucination i guess in yeah, a way you're sort of tripping, eh? yeah and uh like there was there was heaps of other people in there and then like some of the things that people like there was a guy in front of me that just started swearing his head off like just going mental and i was like what's going on like other people are like hallucinating seeing all these like crazy colors because i guess they just got pure oxygen yeah. in the body and it's like i don't know it, I've never taken drugs, but I'm guessing like if someone like was to say that's like for what the other people are experiencing, I didn't experience what they did, but like from what some of the other people were saying was like, it was like they were in acid or from what I've heard people say acid is like, is like they must've been tripping balls big time. But yeah, I was like, I don't know. I freaked out because like, I guess I'm like, you're you're a bit of a control. Yeah. I like to have control of my body and then like, I'd like to know what's going on. So um when it was happening like i was sort of starting to stress out and my fingers and my arms were all cramped up and i was like they were rising up like up above my head and like i just couldn't get them down like i've never experienced so big of cramps in my fingers and hands in my life and like that for two days after my shoulders and my hands were so exhausted and sore from from breathing yeah and like it just cramped up and then as soon as i broke past that that point of like okay just let it go and like he come over and sort of relaxed me and got me to take a few like slow deep breaths i went into this like meditation that i felt like i was there for five minutes we were there for 40 minutes meditating 
Really? Like it was so gnarly. My hands were like stuck to the ground, so much vibration. I just feel like I was like my mind was like a little bit at ease. Like I was just fully recharging. My hands were like stuck to the ground. I couldn't pull them off. Like I had vibration going through my hands. Like it was so gnarly. And like I haven't sort of no one really knows that like that it's just a different thing that i've yeah. sort of come across this year because misty's involved with yoga so i've been like sort of looking into it and she tells me about certain things and yeah and then we did the ice bath stuff as well so like sort of like how was your experience with that yeah i mean i do like i jump over to p3 and do the recovery yeah. stuff a little bit every now and then so um for me it's quite quite cool like i've when we're in new zealand we go to this like um like this natural springs that fall out of the it's like in a national park near josh's place and uh it's like crystal clear water like so clear but it's freezing because it's just all yeah, straight water. From, it's just snow like yeah, essentially well yeah and it's all coming out from the middle of the mountains and yep. stuff through all these natural springs and like i've jumped in that a couple of times for recovery man you like jump in that and you like lock up and you can't even swim to the other side like you like body goes into shock so like mm. i experienced that sort of stuff and then doing that ice bath was like quite quite cool like it's just more how it recharges the body and just learning different things other than just the typical lift weights go for a run go for a cycle like i'm trying to be a bit more i don't know proactive yeah yeah and that's that's probably one of the coolest thing about what i'm learning from misty just things that like it's so impressive even what she's doing now you know like with the yoga it's um yeah it's gnarly what she does you know like some of the positions i see her in in class and like she'll show me some of the stuff she does and i'm just like Far out. you know even... with more kids with uh <laughs> no no <laughs> no but uh yeah it's just like the strength that they must have to be able to get into those positions yeah. and stuff you know like it's just gnarly um so yeah that's that's cool and i've been enjoying that and they're all things that like i've i guess in a way i've like um yeah i just try to like take up some other time you know like doing that sort of stuff and busy with poppy and then the times that i'm not like riding i want to spend that with the family and um just do things that we enjoy and at the moment me and misty are like quite into the yoga and all that stuff so i'm all about it at the moment eh? like it's been and i've always been uh like i'm always got real into like doing the like massage ball stuff yeah like I got a lacrosse ball and mm-hmm. I've always like mum actually did a massage course when we were young playing yep. sports so that she could like help us out and then I I just got real into it like I, I'd always do that sort of shit I love like I don't know I feel like I feel like if I actually didn't do this I'd, that's probably what I'd do yeah. it would be like massage and mobility I, shit yeah because it's so fucking cool and crazy def- to see the differences that it yeah, makes yeah what it does for your body and like just even after yoga like I know how much better I feel after like I'm going to be going into yoga this week because, like, we're heading into round one. Like, I need to get mm. in there just for my mind, you know. Like, it just – I feel so much happier and healthier. Like, uh, I just sort of let go of stuff when I go in there and I guess it's just the meditation. You sort of go mm. into, ease, like, a little bit of ease with the mind. And um, I think, like, at some point when I get some time, like, obviously I'm racing full-time at the moment, so I don't have a whole lot of time to do this sort of stuff. But um, I'd like to go do, like, a yoga course as well. Mm. Um, what misty's doing it's just something i never even really looked at but like just yeah it's something it's one of those things man that like i've always loved like the human body the way it works and like just interested in fitness and health and stuff mm. like that you know so to find something and learn something else about 
what the body can do and doing something that's good for you as well like it's another thing that as well you know like with my coaching and stuff you know like it's that's another thing that i'd like to be able to offer as well you know at some point i don't know what direction that heads in or whatever but just to have more tools under my belt like that'd be pretty cool well you you think about it like with uh, you crash a bike right yeah what's what's gonna happen is your leg's gonna twist this way Mm -hmm. and it's gonna hit a point where the muscles and ligaments and everything binds up and then it stops and then like something has to break yeah like there's got to be a breaking point whether it's your acl your pcl what whether it's a ligament in your knee or whether it's a tib fib or whether it's a femur or Mm -hmm. whether it's a a humerus bone like something has to be the thing that breaks and it's like if you think about being like insanely flexible like if you could do the splits with your moto gear on Mm -hmm. then it's like what's gonna like it'd take something crazy to then break your feet like you'd have to get hit with something Mm -hmm. for it to break yeah as opposed to like cartwheeling and you know like the way that you just fold yourself up into whatever direction like yeah and that's i think that's probably where i've been quite lucky in my career without dealing with too many injuries has been one of those sort of things is that like you're a flexible guy yeah and i was always active away from just riding a motorbike like as a kid like i was every sport that i could possibly get a hold of doing i was doing you know like i was i played football for such a long time and it come a point where i was like well do I go down the direction of football or do I go You're motocross? Too small for footy. You made <laughs> Yeah, so luckily I went with the motocross side yeah. of things. But um yeah, so like it's just I think that's probably where I've been quite lucky that I've been quite active and I've always been moving and um I've always I'm not like a big build either, so yeah. like my flexibility is quite good. But I also try to stay on top of that as well. Um, with a lot of stretching and, and Dean's also the super yoga into stuff. stretching too. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the most important things that an athlete can do you know like yeah the feeling you get from a good stretch is like unreal compared to like oh i mean you do get the good feelings from going doing like a big cycle or whatever but man just stretching and feeling flexible and light on the body like light on your feet is just such a good feeling so yeah no it's um no it's cool that you talk about it because a lot of a lot of people uh i think it's something that's overlooked it's something i've just been getting super into i've actually got a guy a uh, friend of mine, Taylor, coming on the podcast mm-hmm. next week, and okay. he really like specialises in it. He trains, okay. he trains like Mick Fanning and a bunch of dudes right. with that Harley Clifford, yep. like with that sort of posture and stability and mobility stuff. Yeah, okay. And like now that I've been getting more into it, I've just got so many questions for, yep. you know, and like like my right hip is like I think there's something st- stuck in there, or mm-hmm. you know, there's something wrong. So now I'm like I'm on a bit of a mission to be yeah, like, yeah. all right, fuck, what's in there? Like, <laughs> yeah. how do I fix it? Because it's like that would be tight from probably something else mm-hmm. so it's like how do you i love learning about that that kind of stuff and i yeah. just think especially two men like because i'm getting older i'm 31 so it's like i want to be like i'm probably the fittest i've ever been now yep and it's like there's i'm like oh man like every year i want to sort of be a bit fitter mm-hmm. like that you know you look at Gawley. Dude. yeah i was just gonna mention like look at Gawley, man like, like he's, he's a, a machine freak, eh? yeah and uh yeah, I think he's probably fitter now than what he was than when me, he was for sure. <laughs> when he was racing, you know, like that guy's a machine. Like the cycles he does and rowing and just out on the mountain bike, like he's got a such a full on program. Every time you're like, "Golly, can I go get my braces sorted?" Out? Oh, I'm just out on the mountain bike, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, yeah, he's sixty, bro. Yeah, yeah. So he's just a machine. It's cool. It's cool though. Like he but, just loves it. Yeah, that. Like I look up to that shit now, though. Yeah. Like I never. 
I mean, I guess you don't think, you just don't think about it when you're young, but yeah. like as you start to get older, I'm like, fuck, I want to be like insanely flexible. I want to be like yeah. super fit because I can feel, man, like I've got injuries now. Yeah. Like I've got like a torn meniscus in my knee. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to have to get that fixed at some point. I'm yeah. gonna, like, and if you don't get on top of that shit yeah. now, then it's like, but the, the time to do it is if you're 22, get on top of it. If yeah. you're 18, like get on top of it. And the thing that you'll see, like all good sports people are flexible. Yeah. They're like, you know, yeah. It's I think it's it's one of the most important things that you can do if you want a long career and um, you want to be healthy and able to get up off the lounge, especially riding yeah. a motorbike. You know, you need to make sure you stay on it early. And it's probably something that I'd like. Yeah, uh, I mean, as a kid, I was always like, I heard people say that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, like look after your body be like it's gonna get old and like i'm even now i'm like man that injury that i had like even my wrist they're just like i broke i've had two surgeries on my left wrist and my right wrist like i broke it at ausx last year in qualifying and um like still now it's just sore so like i can't imagine what in 10 years time what i'm what they're gonna feel like you know so like i'm trying to be active about that now and be on top of that sort of stuff but i think even for the the kids that are coming up through just even not even like the athlete side of stuff just just more maintain yeah yeah, just maintain your body like look after yourself because it's uh it's it feels good but it's also rewarding you know like in the long long term side of things it's a rewarding thing to look after the body early um when you probably don't think that you really need to but yeah you should do it well that's like dude i look at toby and i'm just like dude what the fuck are you doing yeah like he does nothing yeah i I think uh his body's copped a a beating oh, you know so maybe more than anybody yeah like his back and stuff oh. like just from that that was in america i think it was like mexico yeah like man but he doesn't do anything <laughs> right Nothing. yeah okay. i'm like what are you doing yeah like you gotta if like right now dude i'm sore as fuck like yep. i've trained every day this week and i'm like i know tonight i have to like yeah. it, it's become a thing that's in my head now like it yeah. ha- it has to happen yeah like i can't you got, not you do should, that shit yeah because you know what's in what's in store what's if you don't do, side, yeah. yeah like if i don't do this now like what's what am i going to feel like in two weeks time like when i'm trying to do something or like just even niggling injuries yeah. pop up you know so you got to be on top of it and look after yourself did you did you break your wrist last year in qualifying and then still race yeah yeah so fuck um yeah it was you're a like tough. the silent little savage eh? yeah like, it was, it was quite tough like, but like <laughs> it was um savages you actually yeah are. because like i don't know it was just so much shit going on at that race like the media hyped up the whole Melrose thing and myself and like why is that because the points were close or well, like i think i had 11 point lead going in so it wasn't like you know when we go to an indoor and there's only 12 guys on the line like it's not too bad oh point. did you you fucking crashed on the metal ramp. I hit the metal ramp. ramp. Yeah, so That's qualifying. Right. So on Friday that night. That was huge, bro. Yeah, first lap. <laughs> I forgot all about <laughs> yeah. that. So first lap. How did you qualifying. do that, you squid? Yeah, I don't know. Like that turn was so slick. Like you look oh, at Chad yeah, and all those went, guys. You just come out of it and was like, bop, 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 yeah, and just, just high side. Yeah, you. so it just high side and threw me into that metal ramp. But yeah. first thing that, like, I just as soon as I hit the ground, I was like, oh no, my wrist, it's done. Oh, and like really? i thought you i thought that was gonna hurt your hip yeah well my whole just, right side was fuck. just destroyed but um it. yeah so anyway i ended up getting up and just i posted a time was able to i got my bike straightened up because i just destroyed that thing when it hit that metal ramp and went to a dead stop like it just didn't bounce 
and I didn't bounce. Like I just went to a dead stop in a mesh ramp. So got that cleaned up and I went P4 or something. Then that, that qualifying session got scrapped for the night. Like we didn't even use that anyway. Uh-huh. So the next morning I woke up and I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> I'm sore, man. Like, <laughs> so, uh, how bad was the break? It was like a lot of bone bruising and just small, like I had a little fracture in the back of it, you know. So, so it wasn't like a snap. Nah, like the biggest thing was bone bruising. And that's why like I had, uh, I don't know, I saw the race safe guys and they helped me out and got got through the event. They're so good. But eh? yeah, and they've been awesome, you know, like look what they did for my brother. Brought yeah. him back on the track, you know, and induced him into a coma there on the track and Fuck, flew him really? out. really? So, Is that what happened? Yeah. No like, shit. got him back in the truck and put him in a juice coma there. So, um, Dude, without them, like, he'd be dead, eh? Yeah, no, 100%. He was gone on the track. They brought him back, you know. I like, didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, they're That's lifesavers, man. That's fucking heavy, dude. Yeah. Race safe uh, heroes, man, for our industry, uh, like, for our sport, you know, like, those guys. Every, like, man, I'd, I'd pay more just in entries, you know, like, if we had to pay just a split fee. Like, I don't... I don't feel safe going to races when they're not there. Like, it's just, I don't like it at all, you know. Like, those guys need to be there. We're in a dangerous sport, and that's what it is, you know. So, um, they're, like, heroes for our sport, you know. But um, They weren't there before Kevy brought them in, eh, to MX Nationals. I'm not sure. Like, they didn't nah, do Supercross and stuff, did they? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what year they started getting involved, but... Dude, it would have been around... Like, I probably wasn't 2012 even a or something, 2011, I reckon. Dude, yeah. it, or maybe 2010 yeah they, it was well dude before, they were man. there because um they Georgie. were there with andrew and then luke so they would yeah. have been in since maybe 08 yeah that's yeah, a they've long been time there for a long time yeah, yeah but they're right. worth every penny that we pay you know? oh dude 100%. So, um yeah and just getting back to sydney you know like that was i crashed into that metal ramp and i raced new zealand the following weekend and then i had like I didn't ride until February or something just because my wrist was just in so much pain. Just bone bruising was the biggest thing. That's something that, like, I'd rather... I would have been better off just breaking it. Yeah. Because I knew, like, if I break it six weeks, I'm good to go. But it was bone bruising. It just so wouldn't come the, good. why is the bone bruising worse? It just... You don't... There's no time frame on bone bruising. Like, it's just... It could be there for two weeks. It could be there for three months, you know? Like, it's just it is what it is like I don't, I don't really know anything yeah. too much about it I just know that I had a lot of bone bruising in there and the inflammation in it just was gnarly and I guess it's probably when two bones have clashed together I don't know yeah. how it really works but um, yeah and it just everything was aching and sore I just had no strength in it and now even like it's just um, like a case of jump today and I was like oh no <laughs> it's quite sore again you know so um, get some ice on it tonight and um, we'll be good to go so it's just one of those things that you got to deal with but um, yeah that was gnarly Ozex open they just like hitting that metal ramp everyone was like it was just a nightmare of a race like, I nearly didn't make the main event yeah like, what, what happened there I just bad start and then yeah, I, so going in the first turn, I actually didn't have a bad start. I was like third in the turn, but Osby jumped off the single and like just cleaned me out and I cleaned out like heaps of other guys on the outside of me. But it was just a bit average having that single there because you'd sort of break off it and guys would launch off it. It's all in the first turn. Like you got mm. 12 guys trying to go over a, a single in the first turn. Like it was pretty gnarly. Um, and yeah, I just couldn't get back through the pack and end up going the lcq and only i got last position in the lcq like it was just 
<laughs> what a night it was like every time i was going into the whoops i could not hang on i was like dreading every lap i was like oh take a big deep breath before i go into these whoops and i'd like go into the second third whoop and i was like my hand was trying to let go and i was just like just got to get through the night and um i knew i was pretty safe once like melros didn't win those the first two events and those other guys were sort of throwing it in quite deep i knew that like i just had to keep finishing the motos you know so had last gate pick in the finals and i just did what i had to do to ride around and get the win but it was uh yeah like after the the championship that i had going you know like winning the first two rounds and then being on the podium and then just going into like i didn't i think i finished fourth at adelaide that was i hadn't been off the podium you know and um going to sydney and then hit that metal ramp and i was like oh shit it's <laughs> gonna be a long weekend so we got it done though and uh was able to secure the championship and got it done have you always been just like insanely competitive because uh, it'd be pretty easy to give up after breaking your wrist yeah i i mean i think that's just part of the sport the highs and the lows of it and just like, that's what i've accepted being in this industry like in this in riding yeah, but a motorbike like, you know, not so. everyone will do that shit you know yeah but i i love riding a motorbike like it's such a cool job that i get to do and like i dreamt of being able to do this as a job so i don't know it's just what you get and what you take you know like i i probably weigh it up like i'm living my dream of mm. riding a motorbike for a living and supporting a family off that there's gonna be injuries at some point it's not like what, what do they say if not or if, when, but when yeah. yeah so it's just is what it is yeah um but yeah it's i don't know i just i love it and i just love riding a motorbike for a living it's cool yeah you can't really complain that point, <laughs> no <are you? laughs> no for sure um what are you expecting with the u.s thing so how's that whole deal gonna work so um just josh wardy my wife just we've all sort of come together and yamaha as well they've they've jumped on board and gonna give uh, like help me out with bikes over there um and just go over there like i just i want to go over and enjoy it and um do it because i love it like i that's always been a dream to ride in america and race supercross in america first of like i get to do that with my family and take them over there for two months and we get to experience that together as well you know so it's sort of like a mini holiday in itself but also i'm getting to race supercross so how old's poppy now she's two and a half yeah so like at some point she's gonna have to go to school as well you know yeah, so yeah, like true. um all that's gonna happen and they're all things that i have to think about as well you know like the kids that i'm racing think about a phone bill that they've got to pay yeah, and i'm they're, like they're pissed off and they go over their data <laughs> yeah so like they're all sort of things that i have I to think about right as now, well jets ain't thinking about <laughs> fuck all <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if a lot goes through him does it? <laughs> through his mind but you know the craziest thing about him though like everyone thinks of him as just like the full larrick and like hey yeah. just fucking that dude could tell you every dude that's ever stepped on a podium in any yeah, motocross yeah. nascar he's like, like he's, the, he's the nfl encyclopedia like he's one of the fucking smartest dudes yeah just like, on, the, on our like on motocross and supercross like he could tell you like i, I even know as a junior when i was like man he's this kid's like never at school he's driving from cairns every weekend to go race you know and then turn up to a new south wales title like that's 40 something hours away so he's not at school but he's there (laughs) he knows everything about a motorbike and about our industry you know like who's won what and so he's sort of done his like school through motocross (laughs) he for sure has yeah it's pretty pretty crazy um but yeah just like with the american thing it's 
you know i've got a job to come back here and do um but at some point i'd love like love the opportunity to race supercross for sure um but also it's for me it's a dream and i'm gonna go over there and that's what i want to do um and if i can get to know some people and maybe in the following year I'd go race supercross championship that's what i'd love to do um but for now i'm going over there doing it with the team that's gave me a lot of success and the people that i enjoy doing it with you know like with josh and warty and um do it with the family like it's uh yeah it's just that's something i want to tick off for myself you know line up at a1 and um hopefully get in heat one so i can be on the star line for that opening ceremony like that's uh, that's something uh i'm pretty excited about you know i just can't wait to be there i've seen it on tv and all that sort of stuff never been to a supercross race over there so that's insane eh? yeah um like your first time seeing opening ceremonies like regardless like you might if you're in heat two you'll be in the staging area which is in the tunnel Mm -hmm. so like you're going to be on the regardless yeah you're going to be on the floor for opening ceremonies yeah, at A1 yeah. for the first time you ever see a Yeah, like gives me goosebumps a little bit because like that's just it's like, fucking cool, like I've seen it and I've always like wanted it so bad. So like now to go and like, I'm going to go live that dream, you know, like Dude, that's so cool. The Like just that national anthem. Yeah. Well, you'll just be like, <laughs> fuck, like the whole stadium. But even though, like, so our last race will be San Diego. Like, I'm, Which is a sick race Yeah, well. so like, uh, I'm super excited for, about that because it's um, what is it the uh, uh, the military, military appreciation, appreciation round? Yeah. yeah, so like for that even like that's gonna be such a cool experience and I'm um, just watching that and like yeah. being a part of that, you know, like racing that and they just make a big show about it, you know, like it's it's gonna be sick. Well, where um, Petco Park is in um, like right downtown in San mm-hmm. Diego, like yeah, it's right. such a sick like. I've even watched the 450 main event from the uh, from a hotel room. Yeah, right. Like a like a penthouse room yeah. that looked down on the track. Yeah, right. So okay. it's like it's the stadiums there, and then directly across the street is like all high rise. Yeah. Um, hotels and stuff, and then you just walk, and yeah. you're in downtown San Diego. Like yeah, it's so super cool. That as well, and then Misty. Uh, some of her family that she's never met as well is going to come to that that really? round so like that's going to be cool for her you know and um obviously my daughter's excited to go to disneyland, disneyland again year, you know yeah. like we took her to disneyland when we went to japan and um yeah she'll be able to tick off disneyland in america as well so that'll be pretty cool just to experience those sort of things as well and do it as a family and just have a good time you know like the racing side of it is like that's what i want to do but also i want to have a family holiday with them guys and then it's just a bonus that i get to to race a motorbike while experiencing yeah. these things with them you know and we get to explore the cities when we go there and um they're just a massive part of it and that's like if i couldn't take them i wouldn't be going and doing this you know and that's going back to like the american thing like doing doing like racing in america the only way that i'm gonna do it is if they're with me <clears throat> yeah oh, there's no way like i've I've You've been there, done that. Been there, done that, made that mistake, and like that just they're going to be with me, and it has to be the right deal if I was to go the following year and try race Supercross or whatever, you know. Like who knows if that that happens, you know. But for me right now, um, my goal is to to line up on A1, and I've got results that are like positions that I think that I'm capable of of putting down, you know. And to get that though, we have to tick off this um, SX2 championship again, so we'll keep chipping away at this we've had a, a good start like good pre-season for this leading in it our bike's good i feel good and 
um, you know, I feel like I've got the best people around me to do that job and, you know, we've done it before, so we can, why can't we do it again? For sure, dude. Well, we just did two hours, bro. Two hours? Yeah. Yeah, Goes right. Quick, eh? <laughs> yeah. Goes quick, eh? Yeah, for um, sure. Is there anything, any other stuff you want to cover or? Nah, I'm just, I'm st- I, I, I get nervous in here, man. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> any media stuff I get nervous with, like, I'm going to say the wrong thing or do something, but yeah. nah, it's cool. I'm not Thanks for to, having I'm not me in here. Stitch you up. Nah, I was <laughs> a little bit worried. What sort of questions are you going to ask me? Are you going to put me on the spot about something? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I, I feel like I just don't know that much about anyone, though. You know what I mean? It's so good. it's like, I feel like I can't really even put people on the spot because yeah. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. Nah, it's cool. Thanks for having me on, man. No, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. And yeah. it's, uh, it's cool to see what you're doing here. And uh, I'm, I'm pumped to be a part of it as yeah. well. You know, like it's not only are you in the motorcycle industry you're like you're doing other things as well which is really cool but it's um it's cool that we can sort of tie it all in and then the people that aren't aren't actually in our industry are like they'll listen to your podcast are getting involved as well and they're starting to look into it as well and they're probably like wondering what what this is all about as well so it's uh it's cool and i think like for yourself like what we were speaking about the other day like we just want to get more people involved and help more people and that's you're doing your part with your podcasts and I'm doing my trying to do my part with the coaching and just yeah. being more available to those sort of people. I think if we can just keep doing that sort of stuff, um, it can only help our industry and um, give more jobs and keep us in a job for longer. Well, man, like I've been doing this two years now, this mm-hmm. thing, and it's like just feels super positive. Yeah. Like every time, you know, and even yeah. to connect with you, like we haven't spoken, like yeah. we've known each other for fucking over 10 years it's yeah. like you know you yeah. don't sit down and talk like this and it's mm-hmm. it's a that's a bummer yeah you know what i mean yeah. like no so that, that's talk a, more and so yeah I don't know, it's cool see like a bunch of positives that that come out of this kind of stuff yeah and, and i think as well like people get more of an insight on what what like i'm about as well and yeah. what yourself are doing and uh, it just even the the athletes and just the average people that are coming in here and having a chat as well i think they get a bigger insight into what life's about and yeah. people's experiences and stuff like that so it's it's quite cool you know and everyone's got their own little story and it's quite cool to hear what so they've you've got a, been, like, been through you have got a crazy story <laughs> like it's yeah. it's definitely been cool to sit and listen to you know what you've been through and like there's mm-hmm. so many people that would have quit by now dude yeah but you know that's uh it's uh yeah come back and fighting and you know, like for me i always knew that uh, like taught myself that with every low there's always going to be a high so um when did you figure that out though yeah i don't know 15, probably 15 was the biggest learning year for me you know yeah. you come back from where i was i was doing it as a privateer and then to where my brother was and then to meet misty and win the championship and then be on such a high everything's working awesome then the designations thing just all went to shit then those two years after that and then having like then my my daughter and then winning a championship and like it's just like life's always full of highs and lows and it's just about how you handle them and how you bounce back from that and i think that's what makes a person and tells a story about a person is how they handle that and fight back from it you know and for for myself i think that was like well i've i've been handed this you know and i've been put in this situation what can i do with it and what can i show and prove to people i can bounce back from this and that's just what i try to do you know like i had i've had options to quit you know like 
I didn't have a ride and I had to spend all my money that I made winning that championship to go racing again. Like, Fuck, how much did that hurt? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm look where I am now, now, you know? Yeah, like, look where... Oh, I was a kid, you know? So, like, I didn't have anything else, you know? Like, I could have went and got a nine-to-five job. Mm. But would I have learnt what I've done and become the person that I have? Probably not. Mm. Like, I wouldn't have experienced half the things that I've experienced or seen the things or travelled or even met my, my wife, you know? Like, so, Poppy, like, there's just what will be will be and um there's a reason for everything that happens so you just gotta take it on and keep fighting well you're a super smart <laughs> dude for your age and everything you've been through and um thank you it's been fucking cool to talk to you man i've really yeah. enjoyed it and um thank uh, you excited to watch you in the supercross season and then uh over yep. in the u.s and have another aussie to cheer for which is always yeah. i'm always no, pumped it's pumped cool on. mate and thanks for having me on once again yeah we'll get you on after um the u.s stuff yeah that'd be awesome cheers Ooh, sweet cheers guys see you brother thanks bro no problem mate. thank you very much well done oh didn't realize we've been in here for so long eh? yeah joe's quick eh?